1859. A call sounds in the ether, reaching the ears of several unfortunate souls looking for a new start. They gather in Green River and set off with a guide for their new lives in Escalante, but secrets and dangers lie in the ever-shifting desert sands. Featuring several delightful members of the Penance RPG crew, Ash as Alex Kincaid, Bellry as Jim Longhorn Bradford, Daniel as Martin Marple, Dragon as Persephone Pieri, Nikolai as Isaac Boardman, and Squid as Dr. Zachariah Kipling. A train whistle, hollow and tinny, signals the slowing of the train. The brakes engage with a slow building squeal and your bodies resist the shift in speed. Out the window, the sea of dry scrub brush and light gray sand gives way to lush green as the tracks near the banks of a river. It's a bright, warm spring day in 1859, and your train crosses the river and comes to a stop near the center of a modest but solid town, Green River, according to the sign at the train depot. Through letters, telegrams, and word of mouth, you manage to arrange a guide to help you get to Escalante. You've all arrived right on schedule, though you still have some time to kill before you meet the guide you arranged at the stables. Why don't we go ahead and I'm going to have everybody kind of describe your character, like what they look like and what their name is, and then we'll really dig in. Well, how did um, Longhorn Jim Bradford and... <laughs> I'm just a young buck looking to make it on his own. <laughs> if I get my little cattle farm, I, I got my hair. What else do you need for a cowboy? I got a hair, I got, I got jeans, I got boots. I got one of them leather vests. <laughs> um, I'm missing my little pinky though. Uh, cow bit it off. Real, really terrible 10th birthday that was. <laughs> Marvelous. Really... Love it. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> It, well, it's oh. canon now, so... It, it is. This, oh, I got my horse. He's called Legs. He's just, like, right here, I guess, in, like, the aisle. I don't know where they keep horses in, <laughs> in, 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 in trees. He's, he's in, in a stock like, car. <laughs> he's in a stock car. He gets a bit nervous, though, when he's alone. I hope he ain't missing me too much. <laughs> Poor Legs. <laughs> Someone please stop me. <laughs> I swear if this right. turns into a donkey show, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> okay, Alex Kincaid, please. Yep. Hello, I'm Alex Kincaid. Um, blonde hair, blue eyes, fairly slender, fairly nondescript clothing, and just leaning against the fence. Alright, Dr. Zachariah. Hello, I am Dr. Zachariah Kipling. I am a very dapper gentleman in a starched white collar high on his neck and a very, very dark black suit. Very out of place in the Wild West and probably slightly bored looking and likes a drink or two. Alright, Isaac. Hello, I am Father Isaac Boardman. I am a elderly, well, I'm a sort of middle-aged priest. I, I had stark black hair and it's fading in my my suit's seen better days, it's faded with time. Um, I seem to just sort of be standing about looking always oh, sort of forlorn at a uh, pocket watch I have in my hand. Uh, did you name your pet snake, by the way? No, I didn't. 
I deliberately you didn't. I deliberately couldn't, couldn't think of a name of him at the time, so I just thought I'd just have this is this. And call, I just refer to it as call him Sid. I couldn't think of a name. <laughs> call him Sid. As in hissing Sid. <laughs> sure. Fine. <laughs> All right. Martin, it's your turn. Yeah, hello there. I'm uh, Martin Marple. Uh, <clears throat> I'm a government uh, agent, and uh, yeah, I'm just extremely fit and uh, totally unbribable. And um, yeah, just hanging around with my black suit, my gold watch, and uh, a bowler hat for some strange reason. But that's just me, I'm just twirling my mustache. So uh, if you're having a dirt, you better watch out, because I'm gonna get ya. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, Persephone. Hello there, I am Mrs. Persephone Pieri. I am a, a lady of somewhat advanced years, and... I'm currently wearing a brown, a brown traveling dress with a printed pattern on it, and I tend to appear like I'm uninterested in other people's nonsense. All right. Um, okay, so Alex, our outlaw, you are actually starting not in the passenger car with everybody else. You, because you were scurrying on at the last minute, and perhaps not without you know, a ticket or anything. You've scurried into the baggage car and the train has come to a stop and you can kind of hear people milling around. So you're going to have to figure out what you're going to do to either leave or explain your situation. Probably when they start unloading the luggage, just quietly help as though I'm meant to be there. I'm the luggage porter. (laughs) Okay, so the door to the baggage car slides open and it's there's a strapping young man there who starts yanking bags out and he kind of start passing i will pass in the baggage oh i I didn't know they had anyone back here it's a new thing they're trying out oh well that's kind of cool well thank you i appreciate the help anytime oh yeah he's dumb as a box of rocks so he buys whatever you were saying so cool all right so you're in the clear um the rest of you are off the train Um, Jim, you've gotten your horse from the stock car, and he seems a little bit rattled, but he's very happy to see you. Um, Uh, How you doing, legs? I know it's been a while. (laughs) I'm just gonna, like, brush his mane. He appreciates that. Oh, yeah. Love your legs. (laughs) On the platform is a young native girl, maybe about five years old, and she keeps stopping passengers coming off the train. And there's a couple bearing a striking resemblance to her lingering pretty closely, and they're not letting her out of their sight. Who wants to be the first person off the train? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm quite... The train. Okay. Um, so she approaches uh, Persephone first, and she's holding a piece of paper as she approaches you. Have you seen my sister? She looks like this. And she points to a crudely drawn stick figure. Oh dear, is your sister missing? She was kidnapped. Oh no, what happened? Uh, dirty bandits took her. Oh, that's terrible. I didn't think we had that many bandits around here. Yeah, they're real bad. I was hoping someone here had seen her. Where do you live? On the reservation. I see. Is that your parents over there? Yeah, that's my mom and dad. They're real worried. They already talked to the sheriff and everything. Okay, could you give me a description of your sister? Yeah, she looks like this. And she points back to the crudely drawn stick figure. <laughs> it has some like little dark 
curly ringlets, but that's probably the most descript thing about this drawing. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Well, if I see your sister, I will make sure to tell her that her family are looking for her and to get her way back to Green River. Thanks, ma'am. And then she scurries off to the next person who's hopping off the train. And she's just making the rounds and her parents are still pretty close. All right. So everyone's off the train now. You've got horses. You've eluded the baggage guy. Um, in the town of Green River, from where you stand, it's a pretty straight shot down the main part of town. Uh, you can see that there's like a sheriff's station. There's a general store. There's a saloon. And then at the far end, it's the stables where you're supposed to meet your guide. So you guys have plenty of time to mill about, go drink, go check out the general store, whatever whatever you guys want to do. Well, I think that Mr. Martin Marple is going to go to the sheriff's office and uh, inquire about <clears throat> some, uh, yeah, whatever's happening in, in the, the bad side of town, so to speak. <laughs> Mr. Marple, one moment. I would like to accompany you to see the sheriff, if you please. Well, of course, my dear. Um... Um, I'm Martin. What's your name? I'm Persephone. Pleasure to meet you, madam. Um, I'll and accompany yourself. you to the to the uh, sheriff's office. And uh, did you have any special business there? Well, I'm slightly concerned about this young girl that appears to have gone missing. I do oh. try to look after the young. Gone missing, you say? That doesn't sound good. Uh, but no. Let's see if the sheriff has any uh, information about that then. Certainly. Yes. Let's go. All right. Um, what are the rest of you going to do? So I'll have you guys figure out where you want to go, and then I'll go down the list from there. Where's the most like populous location by the most people? Um, probably the train station that you're at right now. It is kind of the middle of the day in the middle of the week, so everyone's pretty busy working. So there aren't like just stragglers or anything. They all have jobs and stuff. But there are the most people either coming or going from the train where you're at now. Maybe also the saloon? Uh, I'll go to the saloon then. I think Dr. Kipling's going to go to the saloon as well. Oh. Um, I'll probably go to the saloon. I imagine there's like a water trough where they hitch the, the horses, because I feel like Legs is probably thirsty after his long, his long train drive. There is indeed both a hitching post and a watering trough. Come on, Legs. Um, I'm off to whistle, the whistle, oh. All right. Okay, so we're going to start at the sheriff's station, and then we'll jump over to the saloon, and away we go. Uh, the sheriff's station is a one-room building, and inside a desk sits along the left wall facing the door, and there are three iron cells standing along the back. Nobody's in them right now, but at least they're there, maybe. On the wall behind the desk are several worn wanted posters, and heels propped on the corner of the desk is a man with a star badge on his chest and his hat pulled over his face. Uh, do you guys want to roll me a listen? Yep. Let's see. Oh, no. First roll is a critical fail. Yes, of course it is. <laughs> um, okay, so... My listen is 60. Perfect. Okay, so unfortunately, Martin, you have a really terrible bout of tinnitus that hits about as soon as you walk through the door. And maybe it was because you were on the train and you were just used to the background white noise, but it is so loud that you can't even really hear yourself thinking or breathing. Um, uh... Persephone. <laughs> um, Persephone, you can hear that this guy is snoring gently. Hmm. Well, 
this could be interesting. What? And I walk up in front of him and stamp my boots on the floor very loudly to wake the sheriff up. Oh, what? Who? And despite his drowsy appearance, the pistol from his hip points at you with alarming speed. Well, Mr. Sheriff, I, I can assure you, you do not need that gun. I believe you have a case about a missing girl open at the moment. Oh, ma'am, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to startle you. Deputy Van Owen, how do you do? Uh, wh- what was it that you were after? Well, I just got into town off the train, and there was a, there was a young girl at the station saying that her sister had gone missing, and that they'd already consulted you about it. I was interested in finding out what progress you had made. Well, we can't confirm it till we know for sure, but that's part of why the sheriff's out hunting him down, you see. Uh, they came... Maria, that's the little girl, her and her parents showed up day before yesterday, saying something about Laughing Jack having uh, kidnapped their daughter. So, you know, we can't confirm it, but Sheriff went out first thing... Mm, first thing this morning after he rounded up a posse. Go looking for that maniac. I see. That is excellent news. Thank you. And I look around at Mr. Marbles. How, how long will I be out with my tits? Uh, your hearing is starting to come back. Oh. So you might have uh, to talk a little bit louder than normal just to hear yourself, but you're okay. Yeah. Well, uh, sorry about that. I got got a bad bad tinnitus, guys. Um, I'm, I'm looking for Laughing Jack. Um, that's the reason I'm here. Um, could you maybe... Well, uh, maybe Persephone, maybe you could relay the information from the from the sheriff uh, to me uh, in a later stage, perhaps. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, Mr. Marple, let's get you back to the station, or maybe into the saloon, so you could have a drink. What? I have to speak up. <laughs> I take his arm and gently lead him away, and look over my shoulders. Thank you very much, deputy. Have a good day, ma'am. And I shall. Uh, walk us to a building that I believe will be the saloon. Yeah, it's it's pretty obvious that this is most likely the place. You can hear player piano music before your boots even touch the veranda of the saloon. The doors swing easily on their hinges, leading you into a wide open hall. The player piano tinks a tune against the wall to your right, and there are empty poker tables near it. A man with an impressive handlebar mustache restocks glasses behind the bar while trying not to disturb a disheveled gentleman who snores loudly into the wood grain of the bar top. And you are all in here now, I believe. Uh, Longhorn Legs is hitched up outside and uh, he chugged some water, so he's pretty happy now. I think Dr. Kipling's just going to stride right up to the bar and just sort of rap on it and go, Find the scotch, please, Ben. Mm-hmm. And the guy behind the bar fishes around and he doesn't go to the bottom shelf but um you think that the middle shelf is probably the top shelf for what you're gonna get here okay <laughs> so he pours you a scotch and passes it your way i think it sort of sniffs it and then i think tries to understand how good it is or, or not as he's a man that likes his luxuries <laughs> sure um roll a constitution check so a C-O-N. That's a 37. All right, so it's not the worst smelling scotch you've ever smelled. Okay, I think you'll just you'll sort of down it in one and tap on the bar for another. 
it's got a pretty satisfying burn at the end of it, and he goes ahead and fills you up again. Just nod to him and sort of turn back to the bar with my elbows on it and just sort of survey the room. All right. What are the rest of you doing? Martin is just going to see that and just go, I'll have one of those as well, and go up (laughs) next to Dr. Sakurai. All right. He pours one out for you. Can I observe the poker tables? Sure. They're pretty empty. Um, You can roll a spot hidden if you want to look closer, though. Yeah, sure. Six. Oh, shit. My spot hidden is 40, so... Good work. You notice that there are a lot of, like, dings in the tops. So they're well painted and pretty regularly painted from the look of it. And it might be because people in a rage of having lost kind of stabbed the table and or each other. But they don't look super dingy or terrifying. Hmm. Hmm. Is there anyone sat of them or is it like, are they completely empty? No, they're completely empty. The only other people in here aside from you guys are the barman with the mustache and then the drug guy snoring into the bar. Okay. It is the middle of the day. Not that that makes too much of a difference, but... Uh, I'll walk over to the bar and sort of observe everyone else for the moment. I'm going to go to the bar and order a beer and then take it to a table over in the corner. All right. Quick question, do we actually know each other so we know each other by name or...? Um, you guys have seen each other on the train and you might have had a couple of passing words, but you don't like know each other, know each other just okay. yet. Yeah, yeah. But might at least know each other's names as a, as a very minimum. Yeah, I mean, you guys were on the train together for a while, with the exception of Alex, who has no idea who any of you are. Cool. But these are Alex's stomping ground, so... Um, the barkeep doesn't seem to remember you, which is good. Um, he wouldn't have any reason to. I don't look the same anymore. Very true. But also, he failed, so he, his eye wasn't that good anyway. <laughs> okay, so the drunkard keeps mumbling in his half-sleep, and he's kind of tossing and jerking around. Unnatural! No, 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 goblins! And he shoots up with a force that knocks him off his stool. Oh, hi there, man. Are you um, uh, feeling okay? I'll, no! I'll, I'll walk over and sort of like leap, sort of crouch down next to him and be like, So, what have you seen? I've s- I seen goblins! Goblins bigger than me! Goblins bigger than you, for sure. Hey, that man's jumping in a rabbit full of springs. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so, uh, these goblins, uh, do they have um, any gold on them? Uh, big pots of gold? No, that's no, ridiculous. That's leprechauns. That's leprechauns. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, uh, uh, that's fine then. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. These was goblins. They tied me up to a goblin and left me for, well, I don't know what, but something worse than buzzards. I saw things out there, things you wouldn't believe. Okay, so, um, did this have anything with, uh, laughing Jack McLaughlin, perhaps? <sighs> that feller. I don't know about that. Maybe he was the goblins. I, I don't know. Well, they robbed me. Pre- they tried to kill me. You were tested. Why would they child? try to kill you? What? You were tested. Tested by goblet? What was I tested for? That were no school. Uh-huh. And put my hand in my pocket and pull out a crucifix and what? And my hand in the school. By the Lord, of course. The Lord tested you. Well, mm-hmm. I don't think there was any Lord like really here. You know, I think it was just bandits and stuff like that. Uh, I know. So, uh, he was left to I die. The Lord tested him. Sorry, uh, 
Mr. Uh, Boots uh, away, their cowboy character. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> I just mean I ain't never known Lord to be using no goblins. That seems more like something the devil would be doing. Uh, yeah, exactly. uh, I'm with you there all the way. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, Mr. Drunkard Dude um, guy. Humphrey. Person. Humphrey. Oh, hello, Humphrey. I'm Martin. Um, I'm looking for Laughing Jack, and I would surely appreciate it if you could, like, sort of tell me uh, where, where can we find these goblins and this Laughing Jack character? Well, out in Goblin Valley. That's where they hide. That's where they live. So I mean, is, that uh, does make a certain degree of sense. Yeah, it, it does, but where is this uh, Goblin Valley, then? Down to the south and the west. I don't know why you'd want to go there. Nothing but bandits and goblins. Well, I'm in the business of taking care of bandits. Uh, goblins and I don't goblins? Really know about. No, I've never heard of goblins before, so... But, um, yeah, if I can just get my hands on Laughing Jack, that would be a price worth... Uh, killing some goblins for as well, whatever these goblin thingies are. Well, if you can get your hands on Jack, you could get your hands on that bounty that the sheriff put up. Well, I'm not really interested in the bounty. I'm just it's, interested in upholding the law. It's a That's sizable I, bounty, sir. Well, I mean, uh, always a plus side, but not the main reason. I wonder how much you'll get for them goblins. Yeah. you They didn't have any pot of goals, you said, right? So, probably not much. Um, if you're trying to find out what more he saw, uh, try doing a persuade, or you could do a charm or a fast talk, or if you want to make him even more scared, you could intimidate. Uh, um, but he seems like he's said all that he wants to say about that at that point, so he's going to have to be persuaded to say more. I'll try persuade for more info about the goblins. 29. My persuade is 60. Nice. Yeah, they were, they were singing dancing around a snake. So many damn snakes. Snakes, you say? Lots of snakes. The, the barkeep just, home. he kind of nods. Did they look like this? And I'll take the snake out of my pocket again as if it's just completely natural to me for it just to be there. <laughs> oh, uh, this drunk man sees your snake and he throws his hands up and goes, Wah! And he just takes off through the doors again before you can really stop him. Because oh. I've had my back to everyone else, I'll just slowly put the snake back in my pocket and, <laughs> and just turn around. I'll and go, probably, he's, he's I probably something. was standing on the other side. Mm-hmm. Good, good job there, Isaac. <sighs> well, was there really we any need to disturb the peace with listening to the fevered, drunken ramblings of the local town idiot? Oh, he ain't local. That's Humphrey, and that's the barman who finally pipes up came here a couple years back to map the Uriel, but he found more of the bottle than he did land. So I am right to think that he is a drunken idiot then, and these are just fevered rambling. Uh, drunk, for sure. Probably not an idiot, just super out of it. He went mapping round Goblin Valley a few weeks back, and he ain't been the same since. One of the locals found him half-naked and drier in an old boot, wheezing about goblins in the middle of nowhere. So why do you call it Goblin Valley then? There you go. There you go. Yeah, why do you call it Goblin Valley yes. then? <laughs> it's a you weird go ahead, Dr. Zachary I. <laughs> Nothing but Sorry. canyon and goblins. Round rocks that have stacked on top of each other. Kind of look like people, maybe? Roughly people-shaped? That's why they call them goblins. It's a good enough spot to hide if you need one. 
hard to get to and easy to get lost in. Where is Have it you been here? there yourself and seen these goblins? Yeah, I mean, everyone goes out once in a while just to check it out. It's interesting. But then Jack moved in and ain't nobody gone out there since. Not willingly, anyway. Well, I suppose you will know pretty much everything that goes on in this town. Am I right? Mm -hmm. He kind of bristles his mustache in a very pleased manner. That yes, you take I to mean an affirmative. So. <laughs> and an intelligent man like yourself in such a convenient position for hearing all sorts of things that people are to say and oh I suppose would Martin, Martin do you know if do you know if Laugh and Jack's gang ever take off women is that uh, something that they're known for no up till recently they weren't really known for much except for occasional petty thievery and licentious behavior but they've I don't know, something changed. They robbed a Pony Express, and then after that, we heard rumors that he'd taken some little girl. Yeah, I, I met I met this little girl at the train station, you see, when we just came off the train. And she seemed very concerned about her sister. But, I don't know, it just seems like the girl was a little bit young for them to want to take away. Yeah, I couldn't guess to what they're doing. Hmm... Excuse they're me. perverts, but they're perverts with people who are of legal and consenting age, if you understand my meaning. Uh, Why, yes. Yes, I do. Um, uh, I'm just going to like nod like I know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, um, Persephone, did you actually get an age on the sister of that young girl you were talking to? Not a hard age, but still younger okay. than you would expect. Yeah. A lot of them would picture? be... <laughs> She's got very dark, curly hair, and they're out looking uh, in Goblin Valley to see if they okay. can find Laughing Jack and the girl, but yeah. it doesn't sound like a normal kidnapping of a young girl, because usually no. it would be a young lady, yeah. and quite often we'd go out and find them, and then she would come back and either work for me, or we'd find her somewhere else to go. Yeah. Well, um, what kind Mr. of work Barkeep. is it you do? Oh, I'm sorry, was that to me? Yes. What kind I of take work in, do you do? I take in those who do not have much of a home, and I look after them. Many of them then go on to some very comfortable positions in life. Hmm. <laughs> I smile charmingly at the preacher. Do you teach them about the Lord? I try to give them a very well-rounded education, sir. <laughs> That's an interesting dodge, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Martin is going to turn to the barkeep and ask him if he knows how many people went in the posse with the sheriff when they went out the other day. Since now Persephone has actually given me this information behind the curtains, so to speak. There were about four or five people who went out with him. Left the deputy in charge. Only four to five? Okay. Yeah. Well... If you're trying to move fast, having a larger party ain't going to help you. No, but, I mean, how far is it to this Goblin Valley? Mm, a couple days, Rad. Okay. Well, yeah, seems to me like they're, they might be wanting some help. Uh, thank you for the information. Mm-hmm. So Y'all are heading you? out there. You best be careful. Lots of snakes coming out from brewmating. You know, they're hibernating. There's a whole lot of them. More than I've ever seen. Watch where you put your feet. Well... I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, it seems like one of our 
nice people here have a sort of his way with snakes, I think. I've seen many in my time. Let's just leave it at that. And I just sort of eye Martin up and down. Martin is up, eyeing Isaac back <laughs> with a cold stare. A tumbleweed passes in the background. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't my- know what you guys is talking about. <laughs> But I'm just on my way to Utah, so you guys have fun. Uh, well, what's that, Longhorn? I thought you were up for an adventure. I mean, we could use a good cowboy. I mean, for a given quantity of adventure, I guess. But I have to get down to Utah. I've got a job. Well, I mean, uh, there's a <clears throat> there's a large bounty on uh, uh, the scoundrel's head, and I. I'm not looking for the bounty. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to go in. So, man, if you guys want to split the bounty and uh, or whoever wants to take credit for it, that's fine with me. I'm just going to go grab that son of a gun. And, uh, yeah. So it's a well, personal it's thing price. No, it's not personal. It's just, it's just, I don't like criminals. Mm. They all going to have to go down. I see. Well... A lot, an awful lot of people technically break the law, but kidnapping a young girl is not what I would be happy with. And I turn back to the barkeeper. Say, could you point me to where the stables are in town? Well, sure. They're right down the street. You would hang a left outside the door. You can't miss it. It's the one with all the horses in it. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> and nod my head towards him and head towards the door. Uh, I mean, that sounds about right. That's where I was going, too. Uh, see you around, guys. Is there much? Mar- Good turns- luck with your bound hunting. Right. I'm going to turn to the barman and say, Is there much you can tell me about? I'm going to mispronounce this because I'm useless at pronouncing things. Escalante? <laughs> oh, it's a little town down south. Real pretty. Kind of hard to get to, though. You got to go through the desert. There's big open plain. You actually pass right by Goblin Valley. And then you got some mountain ridges that you go through. And then it's right in the middle of a nice little valley. So it's pretty and it's quiet, but it takes a bit to get there. Hmm, I see. Many folk go there? No, not often. Mm. Not often enough to have a train station or nothing. I see. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You got this Escalante preacher? Let's just say I've heard it for the good man that there's something going down there that the Lord's work needs to reach. Hmm. Mar- Martin is gonna go up to um, the unknown person in the bar, which is the only person in the bar that's actually not the barkeep. And like, so um, I sort of see you're sitting here by yourself in the middle of the day, like nobody else in the saloon. What's your name? Alex. I'm just passing through. Gonna meet a contact later on at the stables. So, Alex, you're not um, interested in doing some uh, legwork for justice then? Probably haven't got time. So what's the rush then? Say, got a deadline to meet a contact. Okay. Which way are you going? You're getting awfully nosy, mate. Well, I just uh, trying to round out some people here to go down south um, to maybe do some good work for the law and uh, maybe earn a few bucks in the way of, you know, catching a big bounty and stuff like that. And the more people, the better. And you look like a strapping young lad. Sounds like you need to go down and join the sheriff's office. They probably have a posse sorted out down there. Well, the posse's already left, and I mean, uh, like, uh, 
I don't give much for the the local sheriffs down here in the yeah you know haven't seen much uh, impressive stuff here so um, well by the looks of you I think you might be a good uh, support hand to have what do you say why don't you join us I tend to let people mind their own business so both of you can roll persuade or uh, willpower actually yeah do a POW check both of you oh Okay, so um, my, my, yeah has entrenched, <laughs> and she's not gonna—he's not gonna drop it. So um, Martin's gonna well, have to unfortunately lose this one. Yeah, I'm just gonna. Well, if you uh, ever change your mind, we'll be riding down south. You can find us there. So have a good um, afternoon, sir. Best of luck to you. Thanks. And you guys can hear the church bells start chiming near the hour, and it's about time that you make your way towards the stables because you all have a guide that you need to be meeting around this time. I will down the rest of my drink and head on out. I believe myself and Mr. Bradford are already at the stables. Yeah, I'm I'm going to turn... (laughs) Can I turn to Persephone as we're walking at the stables and go... Hey, what's that Martin guy like in his drinks? Just ass. You get it? Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm afraid, Mr. Bradford, that I'm, I do not understand. Because, like, if you write just ass down, it kind of looks like the word justice. And it seems like that justice attack. Oh, yes. You're very clever. Oh, shucks, you don't see so many. You really think so? Of course I do. <laughs> no, wow, that sounded sincere. Yeah, very. I just blush. <laughs> I, I feel like Longhorn Jim doesn't have that much experience with women. And she is a remarkably attractive woman. Um, I believe she has a scar on her chin that normally would probably detract from somebody's face, but it's actually pretty striking on her. Yeah, like, God damn, that chin scar's hot. <laughs> <laughs> that chin scar is doing things to me that I hope the Lord don't know about. All right. At yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, at the stables, a very tan young man with sun bleached brown hair and only a hint of stubble sits astride a grazing dappled palomino, and he pricks up upon spotting you. Y'all wouldn't be happy to head into Escalante, would you? Yes. Well, yes. Yes, we are. Yes, and are you way. our guide? I am indeed, Cassidy Hancock, at your service. Best guide from Salt Lake to Tucson. I know these parts better than my own dear mama, and I still take her to church whenever I'm near. Why, that's mighty good of you. I see. Are you on a time scale for getting to Escalante? Well, I mean, it's up to y'all, really. It's going to be a few days riding, so sooner we leave, the sooner we get there. But also, you know... You already paid me, so however long you guys want to take. I see. That sounds awfully nice because we might want to stop on the way just to, you know, see the sights and um, catch some bad guys. You know, standard stuff. Well, mm-hmm. I, I can't recommend stopping to see sights because there ain't much in the desert out there where we're going. But also, I don't... What what bad guys are you after? Well, the Laughing Jack, of course. Who else? Oh, well... We won't be going quite through that area. Well, sort of. Uh, 
So we will well, be going right next to Goblin Valley, but we ain't going through it because it's too easy to get lost in there. And it's always giving me the creeps. Well, you said you were the best guide. You sound. You said you were the best guide around here, so of course you know your way around Goblin Valley. Well, yeah, but I don't want to lose y'all folks. That would make me sad. Well, I mean, we don't need to go there. Of course, we have to go there. I mean, we have to see these famous goblins for ourselves. Well, we'd be passing right by the entrance, so you could take a look. I guess you just peek your head in. But going through there is going to add about a week if we get lost, which we probably will. But and that means they're just rocks. I've seen rocks before. I mean, yeah. there's some right there. Look, there's a rock. Oh, and there's going to be lots of rocks where we're going. So yeah. Well, I mean, you'll get your guide. But wouldn't these goblin rocks be something to see? Oh, I mean, like I said, we're going to pass right next to it, so we can take a peek. But it's also real dangerous. And I wouldn't want a lady like you putting herself at risk there. That's very <laughs> I don't kind I, I, I wouldn't worry about the lady in question. She can take care of herself. Well, sure, but I, I did guarantee a bit of safety here. Rest well, assured, if anything were to happen, we would not be holding you responsible for it. Well, I'm going to hold you to that, madam. And he laughs like yeah. he's joking, but he's not joking. <laughs> yeah, we're going to blame uh, Mr. Longhorn here, so don't worry about it. I mean, Mr. I wanted for the record that I was kind of against going towards this Goblin Valley. <laughs> now, we have to go towards it because that's on our way to Escalante. Yes. And I don't know what business y'all have down there, but I have a new property to see to. Yes. I'm, I'm and, just going um, to look at uh, Cassidy and go, you say you go to the church in Escalante? Oh, yeah, if I can, oh, if I'm down there. I try down. to go to whatever church I'm nearest. Good. Tell me about it. What's it? What's it like? What's the flock like? It's pretty small. Escalante is not a very big town, but you do get some of the outliers. Uh, it's mostly, well, I don't want to call them rough living folk, but it's mostly ranchers or miners or you know people mm. who work with their hands a lot. Hmm. Has it seen any change in the in the people there? Hmm. Not that I know of, but I haven't been there in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And you'll just sort of nod to himself quietly and sort of look at look at uh, look at everyone else. Doctor Kipling's just looking bored, <laughs> not really <laughs> entertaining anybody at all at the moment. Well, um, maybe we should get this um, sort of <clears throat> show on the road, then, guys. What do you think? Yeah, on the road that leads directly to Escalante. Well, I wall. mean, uh, Longhorn, if you if you want to. You can just go on ahead while we stop and take a look at these goblins. I mean, uh, that kind of defeats the purpose of peeing for the guide. <laughs> no, he knows this area. It's, uh, yeah, the, we've paid for the yeah. guide to Escalante, not for any detours hunting down outlaws. I don't know how you people can just stand by while an innocent uh, native girl is being kidnapped by people and we actually passing by where they might be holding her. Uh, seems awfully how, do not, guys. how do you not know this is not a test to draw men in and harvest them? And for your Maybe. own uh, conversation, you the sheriff has a posse out looking for her. We are I'm, not grubby bounty hunter like you. And what I mean by that is that we've all heard that there's some girl gone missing, but nobody knows any details. We've seen a stick. Yeah. One of your friends there has seen a stick drawn. 
but we've not seen any proof of life. This, for yeah, all we like know, this could be a, a trap to bring men in and, you know, How take you them from there. Cynical. I'm not oh, cynical, yeah. I'm just cynical aware people. of how the devil works. Like, I heard about the preacher saying, yeah, like, I heard about this one girl who, like, she woke up one day in the bathtub and all her kidneys were gone. And I don't really want that to happen to me. I think I mean, that's I've, the just ass coming few, back again. Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> I've, shot, I've done shot at, like, some foxes, but I don't really want to have to be shooting at no people. That seems like a lot. Well, it's not so much the shooting of the people that you got to be concerned about. It's the people shooting back at you. I mean, yeah, it's not so much the people you have to worry about. It's the bullets hitting you. True. Well, I mean, if you want to get like hyper specific, then yeah. But like the initial thing is the people with the guns. Bullets don't kill people. People with guns kill people. No, no. If you have people, but they have no bullets, they can't kill you. Even with a gun. Unless they hit you very hard. I mean, no, I, no, no. It's I the blood coming out of the this. bullet holes. That's what kills you. <laughs> well, I wouldn't worry about that, as if you cross my pan with silver, I shall surely be able to close any bullet wounds for you. Hey, yeah, you as a doctor, doctor, which is the bit that tends to kill you? Gentlemen, gentlemen, please. Bum, bum, These bum, are all things that we discussed once we are underway. I turn back to the guide. How how are we how are you intending for us to travel? Will we be on horses or coach? Well, unfortunately a wagon would just slow us down to walking pace and we'd be sitting duck for Jack and his bandits. There was a pony express coach that left for Escalante about a few days ago, really, and it only goes there once a month. So fastest way is gonna be by horse. And I took the liberty of packing saddlebags for you. And y'all have enough food to make it to Escalante if we're all mindful about what we eat. That sounds perfect. Um, how soon do you wish to leave? Well, sooner we leave, sooner we get there. I see. If you will give me a little bit of time, I will have to change into something more suitable for riding. Well, of course. Uh, there might be, uh, a stable hands room. Round back, one of these young lads will show you around to it. It ain't got no windows or nothing, so you'll have privacy. Well, thank you very much. And I look at one of the lads to show me around and pick up one of my bags. He's about 14, and he is very enamored with you, and he does exactly what you say, but his jaw is a little bit hung open as he does so. Um. Okay, so Alex, can you roll me an intelligence check, the INT check? <clears throat> is that a, a pass for you? My, my int is 50. All right. So Cassidy doesn't quite match the description your friend gave you, but he far exceeds it. Look at this strapping young fellow. He was practically born of sun and sand. Tan and grit like that don't come from sitting inside all day. Mm. All right. So there are several standard bred horses in the stalls, all of whom appear to be quite well cared for. Even the stout pony with the derpy eyes and the lone donkey look content and healthy. Uh, with the exception of Longhorn, I'm going to need everyone else to roll a d6 to determine which horse you're getting. <laughs> can I just accept the, the sort of one that no one else wants? <laughs> I mean, you can if you want to. Sure. I rolled a four. I get the hard, cool horse. Okay. Hopefully. All right, yeah, so um, Martin, you... Hop on a standard bread. Actually, okay, so if you roll a one through a four, you find a standard bread that suits you and you saddle up. 
Persephone, Persephone. you get the choice between um, the derpy pony or the donkey. (laughs) I'll have the pony, please. All right. So, Isaac, that leaves you with the donkey. Fantastic. It's kind of appropriate for a preacher. Yep. A (laughs) A little bit. A snake snake preacher on a donkey, you say? Oh, my God. (laughs) It was good enough to carry the Lord. It's good enough for me. What are the sort of horses that are white with, like, black spots? (laughs) I don't know if that matters. My brain immediately went to imagine. That's a really great question. And I just know I like sounded to... like I know what horses are, but it's, I it's a skim. Don't. It's a, uh, in Sweden we call it something piebald. like a skim, skimmel. It's a, is it piebald? Ap- yeah. pi- piebald. Ap- Appaloosa, I think, is the Appaloosa. Mm, that's just because that's, the... that's a type that's... a breed of horse from the Wild West. Yes, piebald is yeah. the color. Like, just because that's what I'm imagining legs as. If that Gorgeous. helps, perfect. Uh, That'll work wonderfully. I think it might be a, a roan. Those are really big, and they tend to be a lot dark. Uh, or white, but but don't worry about it. Yeah, they're, the, not spot- the, they're not they're not they're not spotty. That's just the my black bad. and white patches as a piebald. It's the coloration. Mm. Awesome. All right. Well, that's your horse. That's legs, I guess. Yeah, it's got legs. I've known him since I was a little boy. So I, <coughs> uh, while I was getting changed, could I? Was there any conversation amongst the stable boys that I could overhear? Roll a listen for me. Oh, man. I took 60. Nice. Good work. All right. So you hear a couple of little, um, they're not little, they're average sized teenagers. Um, you hear them talking amongst themselves. Yeah. Did you hear? They took a 12 year old girl from the native village. No, they would never. They've never done anything like that before. Well, it's just what I heard. The sheriff's rolled up a posse to go get them. Well, what did they want them for? I don't know. And that's about all you hear. Interesting. So I come back round into the front of the stable. I have changed the skirt from the dress into um, very wide, like wide-legged trousers, which can kind of look like a skirt when I stand with my feet together. So you're not uh, riding Lady Cell then? For several days? No, that's not at all comfortable. Okay. She is all right. All the cutest to you. All right, so everyone roll me a ride check, please. Uh, uh, see if we can... I rolled a 47 and my ride is 15. I rolled a 15 rolled and my ride is 50. I got 89 on a 60. I rolled um, 20 and my ride is 40, so I think I'm all right. All right. I'm probably um, going to critical failure. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> <laughs> you <Sure>. almost did. <laughs> Ooh. 97. You like to flirt with those big numbers. Um, yes. Okay, so for those that passed, you and your horse trot on comfortably together as you leave the stables, your horse or your pony or your donkey. Um, for those that failed, you're not sure if it's you or your steed, but something isn't working quite right, and you'll probably be chafed and sore later. Well, the more reasons to stop at the Goblin Valley for a break. Legs, oh, we'll be making lots of stops. Legs is probably just trying to adjust to being outside again after being on a train. His equilibrium's all off. Yeah. I, I don't think that the train ride agreed with you, did it, boy? <laughs> <laughs> that was adorable. It, it was, it was. 
I'm just gonna scratch behind his ears. Yeah, I I can't stop imagining like like Lucky Luke now. <laughs> it's okay, ball. We'll get there. It's uh, Bellary and Jolly Jumper. Headed into the desert, you'd brace yourself for the worst, but the spring weather is full of pleasant surprises. It's warm, but not baking. The slight breeze on the air is cooling, but not biting or frigid. Cassidy sets a reasonable pace with the horses, and soon this gray, this, and soon the gray scrubland begins to take on hints of red and orange as you make your way southwest following the Green River. And it doesn't take too long before Cassidy turns around in his saddle and waves at all of you. So, what uh, brings you folks out this way? Figure we've got some time before we get where we're going. Might as well get to know each other a bit. Uh, I'm going to work for that son of Thompson down at oh. his ranch. You know, cut my own, cut my own jig sort of thing. Oh, I know, Sonny. You give him a hello for me. I'll tell him Cassidy says hello. <laughs> and I heard tell that the town needed a new physician, so I'm going to be the general practitioner. Oh, I'm sure they'll appreciate that. They've been without you a doctor know. for a long while. Why after the old one? He died. Oh. Of old age, it weren't nothing like a rock fell on him or Laughing Jack fell on him. He just died. Yeah, you be careful, Doctor. I'm uh, getting older, the same as the rest of us, but I think I've got a couple of decades at least left in. I mean, I hope so, because I don't want to lose no more fingers. <laughs> Well, you come quickly enough to me if you lose any, and I'll sew them back on. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, could Martin do, like, a sort of a psychology check on this Cassidy dude to see if what? he seems genuine or just, you know, if he's... Yeah, if I'm spotting anything, like, weird about him, like, he's not being genuinely friendly or just, you know, inquisitive and, uh, I mean... Martin has already reacted to him not wanting to stop in Goblin Valley since, but everyone insists that Goblin Valley is just some rocks and stuff like that, and it's just, and he doesn't want to stop there. And mm, so, yeah, uh, Martin is ahead. a little bit suspicious. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I'm, ah, let's see. Yeah, that's oh, a wow. pass. So, as far as he can tell, he's being genuinely friendly, trying to get to know you guys. Okay. His hesitance about Goblin Valley might run a little bit deeper, but you're not actually sure just yet. Okay. Well, Cassidy, I'm uh, here to uh, catch Laughing Jack, so um, you can understand why I would like to stop in uh, Goblin Valley. Well, certainly, sir. He's been nothing but a menace. Yeah, probably a big help to you all if I could just, yeah, round him up for you and just, then you wouldn't have his menace around anymore, so... I know it'd make my life a lot easier not having to worry about him. You do seem to mention him an awful lot, Mr. Marple. I'm just wondering if you're actually trying to do society a favor and this is not more about your own self-aggrandizement. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's not about my self-aggrandizement because uh, I don't go with that. Um, I'm just... Uh, trying to uphold the law where many of my fellow Pinkertons have failed and been bribed and stuff like that. I'm just um, doing uh, what's uh, acquired of me to uphold the law because what would society be without the law? It would be well, like the Wild West. Well, we are in the Wild West, sir. And uh, on that point, I think I'm going to take my own counsel and we'll just have to agree to disagree. Well, eh, if you say so. I'm not holding anyone accountable of you guys, since this is my conviction. 
no one else's. On the contrary, sir, you've tried to drag us all into danger where we know them to be vicious outlaws. Well, I might need some help. Uh, I'm not a one-man army. and uh, Maybe you should have brought some more of your Pinkertons with you then, instead well, of just trying to press-gang the population. I am well, concerned that only Mr. Marple here seems to remember that there is an innocent 12-year-old child that has gone missing. If these <gasps> bandits are enough to have y'all scared... I thought we found out before <laughs> that you didn't ask an age. I didn't. However, some of the stable lads do quite a lot of talking. Hmm, I bet they Yeah, they're a gossipy bunch. He heard that the last was about 12, and that is young enough that we absolutely have a moral obligation to try and save the child. I mean... If these bandits are so scary that y'all are desperate to ride past and ignore it, then what must that poor girl be going through? So how many of us here has a firearm? Because I know I, mean, I don't. I just got I've my got, trusty scalpel. I don't need I've no got my physical rifle. weapon. I have the Lord on my side. Oh, science, I mean, save us from the God-fearing. Watch your well, you know I got weapons, doctor. so... Y'all are such a fun bunch. And Cassidy pats his 12-gauge. <laughs> so, you're right. We don't want to ignore it. But also, some of us are not equipped to be fighters. But... We might be able to catch up with the posse that went out to go catch him. And if we do, then you guys can link up with them. How's that sound? Yes, if they're still that alive. Sounds, that is an excellent Why wouldn't they compromise. Be? Well, this Laughing Jack seems to be a really bad character. And um, seeming there's a small posse, you never know. But, I mean, it's always good to have a doctor with us. He doesn't do any fighting, but he can heal us up. If you're taking uh, down that's many, fine with me. Have you taken down many criminals before, Mr. Marple? Uh, several, several criminals. Any we would have heard of? Uh, yes. There's the, uh, Sorrow Jack. Uh, he's a late cousin of Laughing Jack. Um, and then there's their bad butcher of uh, Beast Town. Um, and I think actually there's, uh, one called, um, uh, Stu Nin. Uh, it's a very strange character. Uh, big beast of a girl, but, uh, yeah. Sounds a hard case. A real hard case. Uh, and, um, I'm still trying to, uh, get down this character called Ignis. He's some sort of geomancer thingy. Sounds Uh, really supernatural. I don't really know. Fire on a group of innocent people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, that's true. And, uh, yeah. It's uh, yeah, that's that a that's like a hard nut to crack. Yeah. So um, well, so I'm um, I'm well versed with uh, yeah taking down bad guys. Yeah, I hear he killed a bunch of prospectors down looking for gold. Yeah, I heard he <laughs> shot a leg off one of them. Make an example. Well, yeah. I didn't. I heard it won't no leg that got shot off. If you know what I mean, Mister Preacher Man. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Cassidy world. genuinely doesn't seem like he understands what you meant. Yeah, it's a it's, I a, it's a really sure bad I'd guy. I'd like to say with the leaders present. Well, the lady no. present. Oh, oh. Yeah, there's, there's a sickness in this world that should not be seen. So is that what you're doing down here, preacher man? Uh, I've been sent here on good authority to see what is going on down here. Whose authority? Wait, is it God's authority? 
He just sort of smiles and looks at you and goes, sure, God's authority. Cassidy nods very sagely. And well, what about you? You're awful quiet, Mr. Alex. Everyone else seems to have plenty to say. Well, they are very chatty. But what, are you, what brings you down? Just heard it was a nice town. Sounded like a good place to make a good start. It is awful pretty, right there in the valley. So Could have picked the worst you, place for sure. What is it that you do do, Miss Mr. Alex? <laughs> bit of this, bit of that, whatever needs doing, really. I see. He's one of them odd job boys. Eh? We've had a couple of them down at the ranch, too. Well, if there's still work, he'll bring the people. So, Alex, how did you end up in Green Valley? On the train, just like everybody else. Well, didn't see you on the train, though. Yeah, I was working at Passage. Oh. Why does it pay these days to be a, a man on the train? Well, the job I was doing, it paid the fare. I guess. Yeah, sometimes a- that's all you were doing. They was looking to get to the next place. Get a belly in that meal, enough money for the train, and then they was off. A belly in the meal? What the fuck? I was wandering around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you mean get your belly around a meal. Yeah, yeah let's go with that. Let's go with that. It's, it's been a long day. It's pretty hard. Yeah, so it is indeed. By mid-afternoon, you've ventured away from to an open desert plain. The deep orange sandstone is a welcome reprieve from the grayish-yellow scrub of the morning, though it is a good deal warmer and windier here. Um, Everybody can roll me a spot hidden check, please. Nah, that was like 73. No. 20 yeah, out of 50. 60, so I, I am um, past mine. I can't see anything. Yeah, mine's at 35. <laughs> past that. I mean, I can see something. All I can see is that beautiful chain scar. <laughs> <laughs> One of you, you happen off the path to spot two sharp eyes that lock on yours from a coil of diamond pattern scales. A rattlesnake sunning itself on a wide swath of sandstone. Further down the road, you spot another snake, this one rattleless, and another. Once you noticed one, your brain snagged on many of the others lurking along the way. Probably the most wild snakes you've ever seen in a single day. They are so guiding guys, us. There's a lot of snakes here. There are a lot of snakes everywhere. That is more obvious this well, time. Not it's normal to see this many, Cassidy, or is it uh, strange? Mm, nah, this is quite a lot of snakes. I think that they just had a really busy winter laying a bunch of eggs, if you know what I mean, and then they all hatch, and now they're coming out and trying to find food, but this is probably a lot. More than I've so, ever seen. Oh. We always broken up glass on the ground. I usually kept most of the snakes out. I don't know if that would help. I know the rattles need a lot of glass. What about the ones without rattles? Are they a dangerous type too? Well, they can get kind of ornery and they might bite you, but, you know, they're not as dangerous for sure. This is one of the inevitable downsides of traveling through the desert. Unfortunately for him. There does seem to be an awful lot of them. We'll all just need to be careful. I wonder what's caused it. Or, uh, Mr. Mr. Isaac, do you, uh, are you... Seems you've been good with snakes before. Could you tell us something about these snakes? Can you sense anything, perhaps? I'm not quite sure what you believe that I do, but <laughs> well, I'm, I've a man seen of, you in I'm a man of God. I mean, yeah, I no, fear no snakes? snakes, but I see many around me. Well, I mean, I hear you guys still. can talk to them, though, yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, you actually, uh, I mean, the snakes are sort of the sign of the devil and you're a preacher, so. The snake is a symbolism of the devil itself. Yeah. The sooner well, you I'm give just, in um, to, you give in and don't fear the devil, the better your life can be. Yeah. For the devil it's seems a man frightening. of God. His bite does nittle, and I just gesture to my hands that are just covered in these bites all over, and go, the devil has no power over those who believe. Well, so then you might be able to sort of um, give us a little bit sense of these snakes, if it's uh, maybe a natural behavior for them, or is it, they seem kind of uh, starry-eyed in my my. The devil is always looking them. for ways to get into your soul. Uh, yeah, well... You don't need to look, wait and look for him. Sometimes he, like this, is in plain sight, but other times he hides under rocks or in bushes. He'll just leap at you at random times. That's what the devil does. You saying these as decoy snakes? <laughs> <laughs> like scarecrows, but with snakes? He's just going to look no, at them all and just going to like, get confused as to why they're all thinking he's some sort of snake charmer. <laughs> I think that we are very lucky to have such a wise preacher with us, especially with all of so many more snakes here than usual. Yeah. It's I mean, interesting, though. Is that not a couple of things that have changed here in the last month or two? There's more what? snakes. The bandits are getting worse. True, but I don't really know what one would have to do with the other. Probably nothing. It's yeah. I don't I think mean, Jack talks to snakes. No, he probably talks to goblins, from what I've heard. But that's oh, just he, he were talking to Humphrey, posh. huh? Yeah, we were talking to Humphrey. Um, he's a character. He's a good feller. He's just seen some stuff. Yeah, I just wonder what he sees or what he has seen. But he's uh, seen the devil. why don't we um, continue on and see where it takes us? And Martin is just going to be really, really on the edge from now on. Hey, there's an idea, Isaac. Can you ask these snakes if they know anything about this uh, one-eyed Jack character? I don't think snakes would want to talk to me, but sure. Hey there, snake. Tell me where's Mr. Jack. I know what here back is. Yeah. He tells me he might be up ahead, but he might not. <laughs> He tells only truths or lies. Mm. Yeah. But if you I were mean, to believe that, that snake... Eyes, though. If you were to believe that snake, would you be believing the devil's word? I mean, according to you, the snake said he'll either be ahead or, like, not ahead. So, I mean, I kind of have no reason to not believe it because it's true either way. <laughs> so what uh, you're saying might... is I'm believing in the devil by default? Of course. Doesn't everybody believe in the devil by default, by default until they are corrected into the correct way. Or I mean, if you're a man of science, you could believe that it is all just claptrap mumbo-jumbo. I mean, I don't know about that. My, my, my mom and pa, they put me in the river when I was, like, three, and they told me, like, God watching over me and all that, and then they took me out of the river. And then I, I, I know. <laughs> you were about well, to I mean, like, I figure I'm <laughs> If I you mean, believe it's... in God, you have to believe in the devil as well. Otherwise, you know... For what is one without the other? Yeah, they're connected. We can't have one and not the other, so, yeah. Sadly, I think there's plenty of devils among men. Are you side-eyeing all of them right now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where the at? Where? Definitely. <laughs> Whereabouts? 
<sighs> All right, doctor. So because you passed as well, um, as you've been going along, you notice that Cassidy frequently pulls out a compass and a small set of binoculars throughout the day. And he'll sometimes jot things down in a leather bound notebook as you go. I think that would pique his interest. And he'll just go, the next time he does it, he's going, I've noticed you taking notes. Uh, what, what, what are you recording in that notebook? Oh, just making sure we're staying on track. It's easy to get out lost out here, and I like to make trail notes for myself. Uh, and noting landmarks and the such. Oh, yeah. Landmarks, good campsites. You know, stuff like, go west-southwest when you hit the rock that looks like Pappy's saggy hat. Or if you hit the canyon that smells like someone farted in an old boot, you're too far east. It just keeps I, you on track. I definitely do not want to go to the canyon of farts, but uh, that, that is a very sensible thing. Have you noticed anything more uh, that has changed uh, along the way, or is everything going as, as you would have expected? Well, seems like everything's fine so far, but, you know, the sand moves around. It gets all blown over by the wind, and it can sometimes cover up your landmarks, which is why you gotta have a lot of them. <clears throat> he just sort of nods back, understanding. Hey, preacher man, y'all think that Fire Canyon is the devil's work, too? If you think that, <laughs> I mean, that can't be God's bad, work. my child, wait till you meet hell. Good answer. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, you've missed your calling. <laughs> I've been told this many times. <laughs> As we're traveling, I would like to try and strike up a conversation with Mr. Kincaid. Mr. Kincaid, you have been incredibly quiet. Are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing fine. Everyone else seems to have plenty to say. Yes, but you're incredibly taciturn. Are you sure that? There's nothing else going on under that calm exterior of yours? Yeah, I'm sure. I just don't really know you lot yet. So, what does it take to get to know you? Probably an awful lot more time than we've had so far. I see. I'm not sure if I believe that. I don't what? know what to roll for that. <laughs> um, you could roll a psychology, and it would either confirm, like, yeah, they're definitely hiding something, and it might give you some insight as to why, or at least you could guess. Or if you fail, then you're probably just going to feel like, yeah, they're just quiet. Okay. Oh, man, you get to immediately uh, up that skill because that was a critical success. Oh, so wow. roll the d6 and add to your current score for psychology. Nice. All right. So um, you know that Alex is hiding something likely has to do with their identity. You couldn't pin down exactly what it is, but given their responses so far, you doubt that he's going to be all that forthcoming in front of the entire group. Okay. I shall continue to write on in silence then. All right. As the sun begins to dip toward a ridge of gray sandstone to the west, Cassidy finally slows the march near a riverbank. Well... We didn't get as far as I'd hoped, but we got a late start, and the desert ain't used to you yet. Tomorrow will be better. For now, let's set up camp and get some rest. And now you guys can do pretty much whatever you like to get camp set up, or um, if you want to rest, you can basically tell me what you want to do. I would like to take Legs to the river to have a drink. So um, what's Cassidy doing while we're all sort of getting, sort of preparing the camp? 
so he is also taking care of horses. Um, he's uh, taken Persephone's pony to the river along with his horse, and he started brushing them down, and he kind of tacks them up for the night so that they're secure and they have enough feed and all that. Is there any point in me trying to forage for some, like, like some berries or mushrooms or something? Wait, maybe not mushrooms in the desert. <laughs> um, Probably much in the way berries either. Prickly pear cactus. That's a thing that exists. You could do exists. a natural world or a um, survival roll. Uh, let's see then. No, that's 94. God oh, damn, okay, these so... dice are expensive in the shit. <laughs> <laughs> So you go to grab what you think is a prickly pear cactus, but it's just a regular cactus and it sticks you pretty good. So you're going to have to lose one HP for that. God damn. This pear is real prickly. Oh, well, shoot. That's because you just done grabbed a cactus. What you doing, friend? Haven't you heard the song? I mean, I've heard a few songs. I don't know which one he was referring to specifically. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I was like, yeah. start. Mar- Mar- <laughs> Mar- no, no Martin is just gonna go. Martin is just gonna go and heal him up. Cassidy, could you tell us how cold you're expecting it to get overnight? Well, it shouldn't get to be freezing, but it'll be a little bit chilly. Like so, you don't need a winter coat, but you're probably gonna want a blanket. That's fair. Do we do we need to I, keep watch tonight? Mm, shouldn't be necessary, but we can if you want to. Yeah. Uh, I would like to. Uh, do we have any other volunteers that would like to like sh- take a shift tonight and just? Yeah, I'll take a shift. I suppose since you're my crew, I should help out with that. Cool. I'll wake y'all up in the morning, so I'll take last shift. Well, uh, Cassidy, why don't you take the the middle shift, and I'll take the last shift. I'm a Oops. I'm a quite a light sleeper, so I can just take the last shift. You know. Mm, all right. Long as you're fine getting the coffee going in the morning. Of course, I am. I'll take the first a cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah. I am just going to find somewhere quiet to feed my snake. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what the control nowadays? Mm. <laughs> That's what we call it, yeah. Persephone um, is, has decided that she doesn't need a fire, but the blanket sounds really good right now. So she's going to make up her bedroll with blanket. All right. The doctor's going to do the same. I mean, I'm all about that fire. If no one else getting it going, I suppose I'll try. All right, roll me a survival. Fuck's sake, 98. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. Say fire yourself. This is, this is Frankie. Yeah. Welcome oh. to Frankie. Oh god. So you, you catch your pants leg on fire. Oh god damn, these are my good pants. These Run to the water. How are you putting your water out, Longhorn? I'm going to run to the river. All right, roll a dex. That's a 61, which just passes. <laughs> okay, so you managed to make it, and kind of as you're going, you manage to kick some dust onto your pants that makes it harder for the fire to spread, and you make it to the river without losing more than half of one pant leg. And you're a bit singed, but the water immediately cools it down so it doesn't get worse. God damn, I can't wear these to church no more. All I got left is my pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> so Cassidy takes over and he lights a fire and gets that going. Isaac, your snake goes out and there are a lot of like kangaroo rats and stuff, little shrews and mice out in the brush that he's very satisfied to go hunt. Um, and you can let him go and he'll come back to you because he knows that you're safe and a reliable source of food. 
Okay. So I'll just sort of bed down on my own by a tree or something like that, and he'll just assume he disappears out and then comes back. Sure. There aren't really trees so much as there are like little shrubs <laughs> yeah. that eventually become tumbleweeds, but you've they're a little bit of a break from the wind. So yeah, better than nothing. All right. So you guys all eat. Um, the provisions are pretty basic. You get a can of beans that Cassidy cracked open and he passes around some jerky and you all bed down for the evening. And now I need everyone to roll a luck and tell me if you pass or fail. Mm-hmm. Is that based on our current luck points? Yes. Guess what I did? <laughs> I got 81. Oh, that's not that bad. I mean, it's not that good either. <laughs> it's I'm not a critical failure. I'm to come in threes for you. <laughs> I rolled a four. Nice. All right, so regardless of what watch you take during the evening, if you take a watch, um, those who pass... With nothing between you and the sky here, the stars seem close enough to touch. You reach out, and to your surprise, your finger grazes one of them. It giggles and nuzzles your hand, snuggling against you. It feels velvety against your palm, radiating a warmth that doesn't burn you. As you look at it, the swirling mass of stars drop one after another until they form a new constellation. A cursive capital Z with an arrowhead wearing some sort of a crown. And everyone who passed theirs, you have that exact same dream. And those who failed, the night sky is so close it's suffocating. Nothing lies between you and the stars whose sharp attention rakes over you critically. A shooting star passes above you, then snakes its way back across the sky in the direction it came from. It starts winding, coiling above you. More shooting stars begin to fly overhead until they fill your vision. One shrieks down at you, crash landing outside camp. Taking its lead, the rest begin to fall, transforming into snakes once they hit the ground. They swarm the camp, dousing the fire, burying your sleeping companions. The horses start to scream as the snakes wash over you in a hissing wave. You bolt upright with a fumbled shout and find um, Cassidy and Isaac sitting by the fire with some coffee, and they both kind of look over at you. You all right there, partners? I... oh, it... it was the most horrible hideous dream. Yes, I'm... I'm fine, thank you. I think it was... Did you have a, have a horrible dream as well, Mr. Bradford? Yeah, I just think I ain't used to all this, like, desert air. Oh, no, it was all the snakes. Oh. There's nothing like I said, you just want to put some broken glass down on the floor, and then they don't really come at you. That's how we always dealt with the snakes. But what if they go around the glass? <laughs> well, that's well, why you make a little circle of glass. Can't go around a circle. You mean they can't cross into it? But that doesn't help at all if we're moving. And anyway, I don't think anything would have kept these snakes out. Just a... I must have had a touch of the sun yesterday, perhaps. It, it's fine. It'll be fine. A strong faith in the Lord will definitely keep the snakes out. I... I fear, and I will always fear, snakes that come flying from the sky. Oh, they've just fallen out of trees. They do that. That there are no trees, Mr. Boardman. <laughs> well, there will be one day. Maybe it's like As metaphorical you... trees, like that one that was like a bush that was on fire and told like Abraham to like, I, I don't remember, like, I don't really remember the stories all that well now that Not I think about I it, but that was a bush that was on fire. The name of the Lord. <laughs> I kind of wish you'd just leave it to us. 
Mr. Bradford, how about you go and check on the horses? You've been dismissed. <laughs> go do something else. <laughs> oh, God, I hope Legs is okay. And I'm going to rush off to check on Legs. All the horses are fine. They seem pretty well rested. Yeah, you don't ever have no bad dreams, does you, Legs? Me! I, I never know what you was thinking about, but I'm sure it's something nice. <laughs> all right. Is there anything you'd like to do before you set off this morning? Aside from pack camp and all that. Once I've packed up, I would like to make sure that my gun is easily accessible. It's been a long time since I wore ride and pants. Just once I'm on the horse, just kind of check. It's easily accessible and it's fine. And I feel <laughs> a little better for that. <laughs> it is indeed there. All right, so you pack camp and set off not long after daybreak. We've got a long day of riding ahead of us, folks. Be sure to stick close. We'll be nearing Goblin Valley, and I'd feel right sad if I lost one of y'all. I'd feel pretty sad if I got lost, too. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, now everyone gets to do a ride. Well, lost. Because it went so well last time. I think I still feel pain. Yeah. Oh, I don't mind this time. <gasps> I got five! five. <laughs> nice. I um, got 20 or 40. 47 or 15. Hmm. All right, so those who passed, you're a little stiff after a day of riding and a night of roughing it on the ground, but you're feeling more comfortable in the saddle this morning than you expected. You and your horse settle into a fine pace behind Cassidy. For you, the day is smooth, though certainly warmer than yesterday. For those that failed, the saddle is more uncomfortable today than it was yesterday. Your horse picks up on your discomfort and mirrors it, resulting in a bumpy, unpleasant experience for both of you. And now you get to roll a constitution check to see how you're handling it. Is that for those who failed you? Yeah. Sorry, but I got to stretch my sex. Oh my phone started vibrating violently. Yeah, I failed my natural one. Nice. Nice. Um, Okay, so you can roll the d6 and add that to your constitution. Oh, cool. Okay, we didn't have any critical failures. So you're not comfortable, but you're not like actually physically in pain. You don't have to take any HP damage or anything. It's just not fun. I know you just need to get like used to the start, like the normal, like not moving ground legs. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, not the train is what I mean. <laughs> I'm still kind of groggy. I didn't sleep so good. That's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> you get your I'm- first taste of canyon navigation around mid morning as. Approach another river. This one is much smaller than the Green River, at least in this stretch. On the other side of the river is a slight rise that spits you out on top of a vast plain of red-orange sandstone and little else. And as you settle into a comfortable pace, Cassidy slows his horse until he's riding right next to the snake preacher. Say, preacher, can I ask you something? Always. What's up? I know the good book says everyone can be redeemed if they repent and make sins. But do you think that applies for people like Laughing Jack and his goons? To be fair, the strongest voices are the ones that have been tested by the devil and have overcome. Mm-hmm. So I believe there is good faith in every man. Some it's harder to find, but it should be there in every man. But does he really deserve it? I mean, he's getting worse. and He just keeps doing worse and worse stuff. Everyone deserves redemption if they want it. Just not everyone knows they do. Mm. Well, that's reassuring, I suppose. You gotta believe that everybody in the world genuinely wants to be saved. Not everybody wants to be tortured for all eternity, but that's what lies ahead of those who do not believe. Well, I don't know if I'm more scared of that or not, but I do know that 
For the average feller, anyway. That's a good thing. They don't really have to worry about that. But for people like Jack, I don't... I don't know. If I was oh, God, the, I probably wasn't forgiven. The devil will tear him several new holes. Don't you worry about that. He doesn't seem any more reassured than when he uh, slowed down to talk to you, but it, it, maybe a little bit. Um, all right, so one of you can roll a spot hidden for me. Does that include me or everyone else? Yeah, it, it can be anybody. Yeah, I'll roll. Nope. No. No. All you see is nothing but wide open desert. <laughs> and perhaps because of the later start or a shorter trip yesterday, Today's ride is far more grueling. The red dirt and rock seems to stretch forever, distorting time and distance in a way that's as frustrating mentally as it is physically. And everyone gets to roll our first sanity check. Yay. Yay. Passed. Yeah. Yay. I, I passed something again. I missed by one. So if you failed, you take three off of your current sanity. And you start asking, are we there yet? Every five minutes. And then everyone else has to roll a power check to keep your tempers. Are we nearly there yet? <laughs> are we there yet? Yep. Are we nearly there yet? Calm yourself. We're 96 on the power. No, we ain't there yet. God damn it. <laughs> How long do you think it will be until we're there? I'm sure right, we'll get um, there in time. Just hold your patience. The doctor and our cowboy both lose their tempers at everybody. That's good, because that's kind of his character. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think asking a good guide every five minutes if we're there yet is going to get us there any quicker. I think if we could just travel in silence for a change, I, I, I am. Uh, it is testing me having to listen to this yammering all the time. Yeah, okay, can you answer me one question? <laughs> Don't you goddamn dare. Seems to me like you're talking a lot more than we are doing, Mr. Doctor. <sighs> and I think at that, he just stops his horse and lets them go on, and he now he sort of trails about 100 yards behind them. Can I just, can I just look at Cassidy and go, do folks normally get this kind of, well, crazy? This early in the trip? Not normally. This is more of a day three sort of thing, but uh, I don't yes. know, maybe they just didn't sleep well and that's why. And he yeah. spots the doctor's kind of trailed back and he kind of cuts a little, he gives you some space still, but he wants to keep sort of in proximity of all his little ducks to keep everyone together. He's not trying to lose sight of the party, he's just trying to separate himself a wee bit to, to be away from the persistent nagging of, wait, are we there yet? <laughs> Eventually you guys stop asking if you're there yet, because you obviously haven't stopped yet, so that kind of trails off. And the sun sits at three o'clock when the horses all begin to fidget and shuffle at the same time, dancing from one foot to another, spinning in uncomfortable cir circles, whinnying nervously. The ground beneath you trembles like a train is approaching, but you haven't seen tracks since Green River. A long, fine crack tears through the ground, running from somewhere far behind you and headed west-southwest toward the sun. Whoa. And the crack that? that opens up in the ground directly underneath you is maybe six inches wide. So it isn't like a chasm opens and swallows you whole, but it is noticeable. I think the doctor sort of closes the gap again and goes to Cassidy. Is this area known for having earthquakes? No, partner. This is the first time I've ever seen one. 
And we are truly lucky to witness such a magnificent part of nature. It's quite rare. Well, if you want to call that luck, I mean, go right ahead. We're lucky to be alive. I mean, what what can we see in the, the sort of chasm? Um, you're going to have to get down and poke around. All right. I'll climb from my horse and examine it closer. I think as you go down, I think Zachariah quite mockingly going, I think I can see the herd, the hounds of hell coming out of that crack. You better be careful. Don't y'all worry. I'll be oh. careful. Just, yeah, you, if those are the- just you be careful next time when the attempt to consume you into hell actually matters. Just sort of dismisses, trots off a little bit again. <laughs> um, all right, so... If you're looking into the crack and you're like poking around, do me a spot hidden check, please. Sure. Pass. All right. So pretty far down and it's dark in that area. It's a little bit hard to see and you're not entirely sure that you've seen it, but it almost looked like scales were running through the crack and then they disappeared headed west, southwest. Hmm. How close to the surface was it? Six inches, you said? Um, the crack itself is six inches wide. It was probably about a foot down that you saw kind of the first glimmer of a mm. scale, and then it faded pretty quickly. Mm. What are you seeing down there, Doctor? Or, sorry, <clears throat> Preacher? I'm seeing the sand. There's something here that's more than meets the eye. Oh, could you be any more vague than that? <laughs> sure, I'm looking in a hole. Ooh. So, uh, what exactly did you see that is more than meets the eye, then? <laughs> what Would I see in this hole is... is it, do I actually see scales, or just do you sign like scales have been imprinted in it as it's moved along? Um, you thought that you saw scales moving through it. I'm thinking I'm seeing some sort of large snake. Oh, snakes again, oh, is snake. it? snake. Oh, I dear. I don't like the signs of this. It's just snakes everywhere in this desert. See, and- this is why I didn't give you details, because your mind doesn't seem to be able to cope with the religious belief that you need to fight off such creatures. Hey, Cassidy, you all ever heard of any, like, ground snakes? No, I don't, I guess there's some, like, burrowing snakes, but I ain't seen nothing that'd do this. Sounds ominous. Okay. It's probably fine. Can I check what the ground's like? Are the ground's like really hard, or if it's like soft ground or soft earth, so it'll be easy to move through, or if it'll take quite a lot of force? Sure. Um, I don't think you have to roll anything for that if you're just going to be feeling it up. Yeah. So the top layer is sand and it moves pretty easily, but it gives pretty quickly into a more compact or rock layer, and that's predominantly what is underneath. The hmm. first couple of layers of sand. Are we talking like stone rock? Are we talking like sharding? Are we? No, it's probably like stone. Okay. Hmm. This is a test. This is a test. And I take out my sort of pocket watch and look at it, then close it again and put it back in my pocket and walk back to the donkey. <laughs> well, I mean, there's probably not much we could do about it right now, so we might just trot along. I mean, if we yeah. ask some glass, we could break it up and put it down in the ravine. <laughs> but then some poor traveler could just fall in and even hurt themselves even further. 
I mean, that's um, a good point, actually. Yeah, but it would stop the snake. I'm, I'm not sure that we can really realistically do anything about that, given how long this crack appears to be. Is yeah. it going in the same way we're going to be going? So it is headed um, slightly off to your right at an angle, and it it's headed towards this gray ridge that's off to your west, and then there's a bit of red sandstone uh, canyon wall like cliff that cuts in the middle of that ridge, and it heads directly towards that. Tell me, Cassidy, does this opening in the earth, is it going in the direction of Goblin Valley? Well, he pulls out his notebook and a compass. Well, butter my biscuit, it does indeed. It's headed right for Goblin Valley. That's not the most positive uh, coincidence, but I'm sure it will be fine. And we have to go that way anyway, if we're going to get to Escalante. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, let's just all sort of keep an eye out for, like, snake holes, I guess. Think of that, the, the doctor sort of, sort of shouts over, Y'all done stop looking in a hole in the ground yet? Can we be on our yeah, I'm going to have to side with the good doctor there. I think it's time we head on um, towards Goblin Valley or whatnot. But um, uh, Just yeah. on a side note, Squid, could you just drop your sensitivity, sorry, up your sensitivity just a little bit because you seem to be cutting off the edge of your words. Ah, uh, sorry. Will do. Yeah, be a little more sensitive, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as evening draws near, you approach the only structure, for lack of a better term, for miles. It's a small mesa, maybe 30 feet high and 50 feet wide across the top with a gentle slope up one side. And Cassidy leads you up the slope to the top where there's the ashy remnants of an established campfire near-ish the center of the mesa. And he pulls those horses off to the side of the trail where there seem to be this makeshift tacking area made of stacked rocks where he can tether the horses. Oh, is that some of them there, uh, goblins? <laughs> well, I suppose a little bit. These are man-made goblins, though. I see. Hmm. So uh, I guess we don't need to go look at those ones down in the valley, right, boys? <laughs> can I examine the goblins? Sure, they're more like cairns than they are goblins, but you can. They're about as high as your waist, so that if you have the uh, horses tethered, they can't just yank it and go. Mm -hmm. But they were definitely like deliberately stacked there. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I've used this campsite before, so. Well, these cairns sure are convenient for the horses. We had to, because they kept trying to get away. So who made this campsite? Well, I have partially did, but it's used by an awful lot of travelers down this way because it's the highest point anywhere so we can see anyone that's coming for miles. So uh, miles can see us as well. Well, better to be up here than down there. So uh, why would the horses trying to be getting away then? I don't know. They don't like being up this high. Do you think it's the height or uh, maybe the spot in particular close to a Goblin Valley perhaps? I mean, maybe, but it's not haunted or nothing. Well, okay. as long as I can sleep better than I did last night, everything will be fine. Just don't go sleepwalking off the edge. <coughs> well, speaking of last night, I'm going to try and make a fire, so maybe y'all should stand back. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to put yourself out if you catch fire again. Do you want to leave it to someone else? I mean, if y'all don't trust me that much. I'm 
not sure that fire on the highest point on the trail is necessarily the best idea. Keeps away the chill. Gonna have to side with her, Persephone, there. Uh, I think it's a really bad idea. Well, I don't know. We're just in a camp without fire. Well, while that is true, we also don't want to risk pulling in them outlaws on us, do we? No. I don't think we have seen any sign of the posse either yet, so... Not yet, no. Perhaps they're inside the canyon itself. They did have a couple of days ahead start on us. Well, I was just one day. That's not much. I mean, can we see the site of any other camps nearby from where we are? You can take a look if you want. Sure. If you're just going to the edge and looking around, you don't need to roll anything. If you're going to be, like, very meticulous about where you're looking, then it'd be a spot hidden. Um... Let's do spot head and let's let's be let's be different. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that as well. Just gonna could, join him. No. Could, could I do a track to nope. like look for horse tracks? You could if you had a set of binoculars. Uh too high, okay. Well, he um, has those. He does. Hey Cassidy, lend me them peepers a second. <laughs> um, okay, so he he pulls out his notebook and Tied to the notebook on kind of one of the leather strings is a small set of binoculars. And he hands you the binoculars pretty carefully. And he makes pretty sure to keep the notebook away from you. 26 is a pass. Change of dice was a good idea. (laughs) So you don't see any fresh tracks near you. um, But... Further in the distance, there looks like there's a pretty clear trail that's been trod that leads closer to the valley entrance that's over to your west. Well, yeah, I figure they probably don't go that way. How many tracks are there? Mm, you're not close enough to see that, but there's a pretty clear trail. Mm. Um, like the difference between the top layer of sand and the lighter or the darker trail mark indents. That's what you can notice the most. Interesting. And as far as you can tell, there aren't really any other camps that are nearby. Um, You don't see any other bits of smoke or anything. There might be one further in the valley, kind of near that back ridge, but it's really far away from you. Mm. Okay. Well, Persephone is just going to get her bedroll and things all set up to sleep. She's quite tired after having that horrible nightmare the night before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll take the last shift as well this night, if that's okay with you guys. Yeah, they worked out quite well last time, so keep the same shifts. All right, before bedding down for the night, Cassidy brings out a small lantern that kicks off pretty low amounts of light, and he seems to be journaling for a little bit before he goes to sleep, and he carefully tucks his journal back away in the saddlebags. And then yes. rests up before his shift. And um, Martin would like to, <laughs> after Cassidy's shift is over, try to go and get the notebook from the saddlebags. Okay, are you being sneaky about it? Or are you being quite loud about it? Or are you well, just confident that he's sleeping? Um, what is my role on sneakiness? Uh, that would be a stealth. Oh, shh. Stealth is just like... Oh, yeah. I could go with a stealth roll for that. Yes, it's passed. You are so sneaky that even if he were awake, you're pretty sure that you would get right by him. Yeah. So what do I see in this notebook of word of Novi? 
of noteworthiness because so yeah. you managed to steal it just fine um but it's also very dark so you you can't really read it right now but the lantern the lantern he puts down can i can i read it by the lantern just right next to it sure you're gonna have to take that from cassidy though does he have the lantern while he's sleeping it's next to him okay just uh, read right next to him really quietly <sighs> this is a hard one i really wouldn't want him to notice me taking it uh but um yeah i'm just gonna go with um trying to read it next to the lantern right next to him all right um stealth to light it without waking him yes did you get the same thing nope. no, no you didn't. 31 okay. close all right so you managed to move it just away from his face so it isn't just shining directly on him and he turns over away from you all right so inside you find a couple of rough drawn maps of the area uh you recognize where you set off from green river and where you camped for the night last night and the other river that you crossed earlier today um off to the west almost directly west from where you currently are is goblin valley there's an entrance there and the valley itself isn't super detailed but there is like an entrance that's much further to the south and then south from there is Escalante that's marked and some of the handwriting doesn't quite match it almost looks like maybe he tried writing left-handed or someone else started writing in this before he got a hold of it and um, inside a couple of the pages there's a letter addressed to Mary Beth Patterson in Salt Lake City that has not yet been mailed and it hasn't actually been sealed yet either okay so letter says uh Mama, I'm so sorry. Jack said he'd leave me you and Kate B if I helped him. And your safety is worth the price I now pay. Lord knows I don't want you associated with my deeds, so I've changed my name to keep you far from my sins. I don't expect I'll be making it out alive, so you and Kate take good care of each other. Your loving son, Mordecai. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So, um, I'm just gonna... Is there anything else of a reading interest in the notebook that I can find, or is that all? Um, no, those are the most interesting bits. He wasn't lying about having made notes about random landmarks like rocks and far canyons, so no, okay. those are all there. I'm yeah. glad. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, turn off the lantern again and just put the notebook back in his saddlebag again. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Everyone, as you were sleeping, you all experience the same dream. You dream of riding along a canyon wall on a bright spring day. You're hunting something, or someone, and you feel so close to finding them. Your companions round a corner ahead of you and start screaming. Blood splatters the canyon wall ahead of you and you can hear ripping sounds. You turn to run only to be hit by the butt of a gun. As you hit the ground, you open your eyes to a new day peeking over the horizon. Where's his legs? His legs all right. <laughs> Do you worry about your horse every time you wake up? I mean, I just had this dream where we was chasing some guy, and like I got hit, and I was worried that legs got hit too. Did you get hit with the butt of a gun? I mean, probably a fell out of that. I didn't really see Curious. on account of getting hit by something. Curious. Guess it's one of those coinky things. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. that. That sounds familiar. 
So, was anyone else, while they were dreaming, looking for somebody? Then yes. you can see the doctor looking uncomfortable. No idea who it was, but definitely had a dream sense, something like that. And looking close, getting close to them, and then, yeah, this this sounds awfully like we all had the same dream. Well, that's pretty spooky, but I mean, it's just a dream, right? Right? The walls were covered in blood. <laughs> right? And the screaming. Dear Lord, the screaming. You hush your mouth, because that was just a dream, right? It does cool. seem a kind of strange that we've all had a similar one. Mr. Bradford, the night before, your, your bad dream included snakes, didn't it? I mean, most of them normally do, yeah. But were there shooting stars in that one? I mean, I don't really remember, if I'm being honest. I'm a little shaken. Certainly there's something uncomfortable going on. Cassidy, did you have any odd dreams last night? Well, no, ma'am, I slept like a rock. Hmm, this is very strange. Well, maybe because y'all was thinking about Jack and the posse so much. Right before bed, maybe you had a dream like that. Yeah, Though that I don't know why y'all had the same one. Yeah, that was probably it. That sounds like something that would happen, right? Don't you worry, Mr. Bradford. I'm sure everything is fine. Mr. Bradford, you don't have a masculine habit, do you? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, but yeah, I'm sure everything's fine. It's gotta be right. I see. Uh, I don't think he shows much sign of taking substances. I just want to be sure that a man wakes up and the first thing he calls for is his I horse. See. Legs is fine, by the way. He looks at you very concerned, though. Oh, oh I love your legs. <laughs> you can't see it, but I winked. I winked at my imaginary horse. <laughs> <laughs> I get ZZ Top playing every time you see legs. <laughs> um, do the uh, other horses seem happy or uncomfortable? Mm, they seem like they probably didn't sleep that well last night. Okay. So, I don't think it's just us. The horses aren't as happy as they seemed to be yesterday anyway. But... I guess we have to just carry on and see what happens. Can yeah. I attempt? Can I attempt to soothe the donkey, please? Uh, yeah, that'd be an animal handling. Yep, that's fine. Yep. All right. So your donkey, while stubborn as ever, does seem to calm down as you pat him. Stubborn as a mule, almost. <laughs> are donkeys mules or are they different things? The mules they're are different different things. hybrids of horses and donkeys. Oh, yeah, because they can't have kids because they're stubborn. No, they're infertile. Yeah. yeah. You're the biologist. <laughs> yes, yes, I, I am. Mean, don't don't tell him. <laughs> technically, I'm a barman. <laughs> well, now, technically, you're a cowboy, albeit one who's overly <laughs> attached to his horse. So. Is a cowboy also sort of a hybrid between a cow and yeah. a human? <laughs> between a cow and a boy. Yeah. Look, what you happens also can't on have the ranch? What happens at the ranch stays at the ranch. Legs gives you a wink. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> you would be surprised at the things some folks ask for and some folks pay for. Oh no, it did turn into a donkey show. 
Yeah, I, I, was, I thought we'd get further into the episode for it genuinely did, but yeah. All right, so Cassidy gets up and he starts working on breakfast and he grabs a coffee percolator and two of you can roll spot hiddens. Sure. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Pass. Oh. Oh, oh no, no, I crit failed. That's Ooh. a critical fail. Okay, so the dust kicks up and it goes directly in your eyes. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be rolling spot hiddens at a disadvantage for the rest of the day, unfortunately. Which I guess is a wash because you roll spot hidden. Oh, you roll spot hidden at advantage. You can roll that again. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't realize it was an advantage. Yeah, yeah, that's your your talent was keen vision. So you yeah, I, it's because I'm looking at my have my talents in front of me, but that's yeah for a lot further down. So I keep forgetting about it. I know. I just saw that myself. All right, so. The dust kicks up, but it doesn't hit your eyes, so you're fine. All right. As Cassidy reaches to grab the tin coffee percolator from his saddlebag, you notice a brand on his wrist that had been previously hidden by his gloves. It's a cursive capital Z with an arrowhead wearing a crown. Ooh. Hey, we used to do them to the cows. <laughs> so where is it, sorry? You have it's on his wrist. Oh, yeah. Inner wrist or outer wrist? Uh, inner wrist. Okay. Yeah, seen that in a dream recently. Can I subtly ask him about it? This I'll go. That's an interesting piece of tattoo and you've got there. He gives you a look like a startled deer. Don't worry, son. I've seen a lot of devils in my time. The startled look phases quickly into one of deep sadness. I don't normally like to start the morning with tragedy, but, well, when I was a youngster, about as tall as my pappy's belt, bandits raided our ranch. Pappy weren't a wealthy man, so they took me captive. Got drunk one night and gave me this here brand. Said it was a symbol of eternal life or some such. They figured out I weren't good for nothing. They let me go. One long walk through the desert later, I made it to the burnt-up husk of our ranch. Mama made it, but Pappy weren't so lucky. Ah, there are devils everywhere. Uh, Don't you worry, son. I'm sure you've reached your redemption. Well, I hope so. So, um... Cassidy, you don't have a sister by any chance? Well, I did. I don't rightly know what happened to her. It's been a while. Oh, what was she called? Uh, her name was Mary. Can I um, roll psychology to see if I can spot him <laughs> lying there? You absolutely can. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's probably a fail. That's your psychology? Uh, let's see where I got it. Uh, it's 45, so yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to suggest using luck, but that is a lot of luck. That is a um, lot of luck. <laughs> you still can, but it's a lot. Um, well, he I, seemed I mean, uncertain, but you also don't really know for sure no, which I mean, part I, of that he was uncertain about. Yep. Or is why that... he was lying about it. Let's go with that. You're not sure why he's lying about it, but you do yep. know that he's lying because it was not yep. subtle. Is the man who took you, shall we say, still breathing? Well, uh... Unfortunately, I believe he is. I was too young to go hunt him down myself. Do you, does he not haunt your dreams or anything? Have you forgiven him? Well, it's hard to forgive someone who kills your pappy. That's very true. That's why I'm wondering why you're so calm. It has been many years. Hmm. I was just a boy. Hmm. Uh, while these two are having this discussion, uh, I'm just going to like sneak over to Alex um, and just whisper in his ear that his uh, this guy is probably in league with Jack 
since I've read the letter and told tell him the con uh, the contents of the letter. And, okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess we'd best be doubling our own watches at night so that she's, he's not the only one doing the watch. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Um, since um, he seemed to be very sketchy about his sister, so it's probably he's probably leading us into something sort of a trap like. Uh, but uh, let's be really on our watch and see if we can, yeah, do something. And I just continue and ask him, so how did you get out of there? Oh, they let me go when they figured out I wasn't good for money or nothing. Yeah, but pandas can always need slaves. They always need people to do their thing for them. They need cooks and cleaners. They usually I think keep they... dogs like that, especially able-bodied men like yourself. <laughs> I was also quite young, so I think they were just worried that I was another mouth to feed. Figured they'd mm. let me out in the desert. And if I made it, I made it. And if I didn't, well, problem solved. Well, you... looks like you made it. And I'm pretty happy to hear you... Oh, well, thank you. Have you traveled far since then? Well, was it this desert here? Oh, no. I've been all over Utah. Hmm. Started out just outside of Salt Lake. Made my way all the way down to Arizona. And then I've been back and forth through here since then. I see. So whereabouts was this camp and ranch originally? That was where I started growing up, out in Salt Lake. Well, not quite Salt Lake. It's a little bit outside and in the foothills. Hmm. I see. I see. Well, if you ever want a confession, you know where to find me. Oh, well, thank you, sir. So maybe we should uh, try to get a move on and get heading out for the day, guys. What do you think? Certainly. I'm uh, itching. To get some writing done because I'm so bad at it. <laughs> yeah, I'm nearly there yet. All right, Cassidy leads you carefully down the mesa and sets a course due west with the sun glancing over your left shoulder. Everyone gets to roll another ride. Yay! What? <laughs> Fail again. No, I don't goofed. I finally get to ride. <laughs> God I damn feel. it. All right, those that pass, you've really gotten into a comfortable groove with your steed after two days together. Those that failed, two days of riding have done your behind no favors. You're uncomfortable, your horse is uncomfortable, and you're counting the steps until you never have to do this again, and you get to lose one sanity. Fair enough. Okay. And as you go, so small nice. tremors continue to rumble across the desert, some as strong as the one that you experienced yesterday. Does it create more like little cracks? Some of them do. Some of them are just little rumbles. Are there still a lot of snakes about? Uh, spot hidden for me. Can we all do that? Sure. Oh, you get to roll the d6, Persephone, and add to your um, current score for spot hidden. All right. I failed. So you guys do indeed notice that there are quite a lot of snakes and they seem to be going in the same direction that you are they're not just sitting idly like they were the other day hmm. well certainly i am quite uncomfortable with this this does not them all going in the same direction and all going in the direction that is the same as ours the devil Ooh. has his eye i think there's on escalante only one on person escalante is, uh... or on goblin valley Something is badly wrong up ahead. Yo, snakes I... find your own trail. This one's ours. <laughs> I can only hope that we find the sheriff and his posse today. 
it would be yeah. good to know what we are traveling towards. Well, um, yeah, it's only seems to be one person like really comfortable with the snakes around, and yeah, you know what I mean. I have no fear of snakes. I'm not exactly comfortable with them, but I have no fear of them. Yeah. It's more that, well, it's not a good sign that they're all going in the same direction. Well, it might be. No, we just say. Maybe we're all heading for Laughing Jack. We don't have to do jack shit when we get there. (laughs) (laughs) I like the optimism. You could be right, Mr. Marple. Indeed, I hope you were right. And somewhat skeptical. But we shall see. As you near a red sandstone canyon entrance, you come across an ambush. Bodies lay in tatters, parts strewn across the area. And now everyone except for the physician, for Dr. Kipling and Alex, has to roll a sanity check because this is horrifying. Fine. That was 94. (laughs) All of my dice have betrayed me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go crazy real fast. I miss yeah. my Well, all right. Uh, roll a d6 for me. Ah, come on. I got a four. This is really gross, and I think the more disconcerting part of all of this is that it pretty closely resembles the dream that you had, and you're not doing so great with it, Jim. Martin is pretty. He's compartmentalizing it pretty well. Yeah, I've seen gruesome stuff in my day, so... Can the doctor go and actually examine the bodies and see what what, is, what he might know that has caused wounds such as these? Sure. Um, there's, <clears throat> there's one man who's still mostly in one piece. He's missing half his leg, which he appears to have put a tourniquet on before succumbing to his wounds. There's a deputy's badge on his chest. And if you're wanting to figure out exactly what the cause of death was, you're going to have to do a medicine check. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to guess he died on account of the fact he's got his leg off. Can I have a look and see if there's any sort of things to identify who they were? It's probably the posse, but it'd be good to be sure. Uh, Sure. Are you, like, fishing through their pockets or anything? Yeah, see if I can identify any of them. Okay. While that's going on, I will take Jim to one side and say, Now this is a horrible sad, but I think we should bury these people. So let's you and I go and bury some graves, dig some graves while these people have a look. Alright, so, Doctor, you know that most of these men were ripped apart. You don't see any gunshot wounds or stabbings or any sort of lacerations other than the tearing. And as you're bending over this apparent deputy, he gasps. <gasps> and he actually was not yet dead, but he's can, very close. Can I roll a medicine check to try and stabilize him again? Yes. I got 13 out of 70. All right. So you managed to stabilize him. Luckily, he's done quite a bit of the work for you. So you cauterize his wound which is horrifying but nothing that you haven't done before so at least he's not going to bleed out he's probably still going to get an infection and die but at least it'll be slower and i think the others may notice that the doctor actually chemically cauterizes wounds rather than using heat which might seem odd (laughs) 
I mean, I'm sure you know what you're doing. I ain't gonna question that. <laughs> I, I think we got a live one here. I've managed to, to patch him up. Can you ask him uh, if he had time to see anything or whatever? So we get some clues to what happened. Yeah. Can you ask him who he is? Is is he is he conscious and making sense, or is he just breathing? Um, he's conscious. He's sort of in and out of it, but he makes pretty solid eye contact with you. And I, and I think I just do that. But what what happened here to tear these men? Laughing Jack happened. Killed almost everyone and took the sheriff hostage. I don't remember much. I wasn't conscious for all of it, but there weren't a shot fired. They just died, ripped apart by something. A girl covered in snakes. Oh, God, Luke, Matthew, the hands of those hissing fools. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think the doctor sort of stands back a bit. It's like he just that doesn't compute that a person could could do that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you mean that they were tortured in some way and, and torn apart with horses and ropes or something? <laughs> no, there weren't no horses. Horses bolted first chance they got. No human is strong enough to cause wounds such as these. There's nothing. He clings to your pant leg and tries to pull you closer again. It weren't human. I keep telling you, Doctor. There's more to this world than meets the eye. I mean, I'm goblins, guys. I don't really care what did this. I just don't want to meet it. I would not worry. He is feverish from the loss of so much blood. You can see I mean, it pooling in the sand underneath him. Right. You're seeing that, but he's still got like a leg off and like all these guys. There's like an arm over there. Jim, and there's, I'm like, that's pretty sure that's like half a face. Jim, I like, think you I don't should just help. You should there. just go back to digging the grave and I'll be back in a minute. I'm going to go and have a small word with this man. Please. He was badly injured. I think it best to put his mind at rest and then see how he see if he has hope of recovery and what we can do for him. I'm gonna walk up to the man, crouch down next to him and go, Now, you're in you're in the company of a man of God. I can release you of any sins you have, but first you need to tell me about this beast you've seen. So, what have you seen? It was it was a girl, but she was covered in snakes and there's a giant snake, and Jack and his gang, they was hissing something over and over and over, but I, I don't know what. It's like chanting or praying, and Jack was cooing at it like it was his baby. Jack's always been bad, but this, this were something else. When you say a girl, do you mean child? Do you mean teen? Do you mean, what do you mean? Somewhere in between? I, I don't know. I don't even know if she was a human anymore. And when you say she had covered in snakes, do you mean her body was scales? Do you mean her hair? What, what do you mean? Both? All of it? None of it? I, I don't know. Did she have limbs like you and I? Too many. So she was Too like many. a snake creature with many limbs, like long, thin limbs. They were thick enough to rip arms off. Oh God, Luke. It's all right, my son. Just, you just rest for a minute. One last question. When you say there was a giant snake, how big are you talking? It swallowed Matthew whole. I see. I mean, was it patterned? Was it particularly, were the scales in a 
particular shade or color, like a rattlesnake, for example. Yeah, yeah, sure. It, I don't know. It happened so fast. Did it bite or did it just constrict? It just ripped. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I think I think he's had enough. <laughs> let let the poor man rest. Let me tend to the rest of his wounds. Hmm. Fair enough. May God bless you and go with you. May you be resolved of sin. I think the doctor starts sort of saying that you're lucky that I am to the forefront of medical science and uh, I can make sure that these wounds do not necrotize and you see him start packing maggots from his pack into the wounds and bandaging over them. <laughs> Good lord, Doctor. Is it really essential to be putting insects into the poor man? It's nature. They eat the necrotizing flesh and stop infections. I, I, I am certain that this is the best way to save his life. Otherwise, he may develop gangrene or some such that it would not be safe to deal with here because I would have to chop the rest of his leg off. Well, I suppose the Lord put the insects on the earth for a reason. Glad we finally found it. And how do you suppose he get home then? Well, he shall have to travel with us. We'll have to make some sort of makeshift, I don't know, thing to carry. Can we do something to drag behind one of the horses or some such? Yeah, with all those trees out here. That might be really easy. It's fine. We can put him upon the donkey. I'll walk beside him. Tell me, were you able to learn anything from him? Not much. He, he said he met his body was ripped apart by some girl who had snake parts. Something to do with limbs. And it seemed just an amalgam of, of scales. And she seemed to have some giant snake with her that consumed one of his party. Maybe that's the one that we saw before going underground and caused the earth to crack. And the earth has continued to tremble. There has to be... Somebody has to know more about what's going on here. Yeah, None of this fits together. Uh, can you roll... You can all roll a spot hidden if you're looking at stuff. If you're actively not looking at these people, then no spot hidden for you. Seven. Yeah, I'm just going to dig. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 99. Okay. Um, okay, so what do we want to do? Um, as you're approaching something that you think is of interest, um, you trip and smack your head on a rock, and there's an awful lot of blood because head wounds like to bleed. Um, uh, you can lose two HP for that, and your brain is going to be a little bit rattled. How'd you do that, Persephone? Seems kind of bad. Oh. Um, can I can I heal her up <gasps> with a heal just for the head wound? Uh, you could do first aid. Yeah, just gonna see what my. Oh yeah, I'll try that. No, that's a fail. <laughs> All right, so uh, luckily you don't make it worse. So I saw somebody passed. Um, drawn in blood on the canyon wall is a symbol. It looks like a curse of Z with a snake head wearing a crown. Hmm. Does yeah. anyone recognize that? Uh, yeah, I, I do. I think I've seen it. I've seen it in a dream, like the I first night we left. I think might know more than they're willing to yeah. tell at the moment, but well, I'm sure why they'll don't... subtly tell us in time. And just sort um, of absolutely I... glance at Cass uh, Cassidy that other people are saying like he's not seen anything. 
I'm yeah. I'm very sorry. I don't I can't think at the moment. What do you mean that someone is keeping someone knows what's going on and is yeah. keeping it from us? Martin is just gonna go. Well, we could always ask Mordecai really loudly and look at Cassidy. <laughs> oh, okay. So he tries to run into the canyon, but he also trips. He trips on the poor one-legged man and goes sprawling to the ground. Good job, yeah. Batman. Get him. Um, so we'll just grab him, I guess. Yep. Or- ah, no, no. You got to let me go. You, you can't hold me here. I got to go. I can't be here. I'm just going to walk in front of him as if someone else is holding him and just reach into my pocket and slowly draw my snake out. Like, I think you're not telling us something. Yeah, Mordecai, why don't you tell us about the things you've been doing for Jack? Who's Mordecai? Mordecai. I don't know this name. Who is this Mordecai you're talking about, man? Well, I found an interesting letter in uh, Mr. Cassidy's uh, journal. Uh, and that he has changed his name and uh, is actually working for Jack. Uh, you can go check it out if you want to. It's in his saddlebags. Um, mm. And uh, that might explain why he has the brand on his uh, arm as well. Well, we can see the Are brand. Are you going to show arm. them? Yeah. Are you going to show them the brand? Yeah. I'm just going to draw it. Take. Yeah. I mean, I think. Didn't we all see it, or was it just no, some of us? just one or two of us. Yeah. yeah so I, we'll I show him the brand on his, uh, okay. on the I'm, forearm. I'm still crouched in front of him, and I'll just sort of gently move the snake towards his face and go, So, this is your last chance. Either y'all tell me what you're hiding, or I let them talk to you in a more physical way. The Lord is forgiven, but the Lord can also <gasps> abandon you. God, or for what it's worth, and I know it ain't much. I never wanted it to come to this. Jack didn't give me no other choice. So what's There's your role then? There's always a choice, but let's not get into such well, philosophical discussion. At the it's moment. real easy to say that you got a choice when he don't threaten your family. My mama and sister, this was the only way they was going to make it out if I helped him. Helped him do what? I lord people here. I don't know what they did with them after that. But I got him this far. I didn't have nothing to do with them taking that girl, I swear. I see. But I was in town when that happened. I see that. Right. How many people have you led here? Uh, nine. Not including nine you. people. Nine souls and blood on your hands. We don't know that they're dead. No, they're not dead. Ain't this blood around here, they just left that. They just thought they needed a little bit of help. Well, that's the posse for you. Hmm. I didn't do that. So what do you know about this symbol? I, well, I weren't lying when I said that they thought it was a symbol for eternal life. I don't rightly know what exactly Jack's been doing with the people for it. He's been obsessed with it for weeks. Weeks? You've had this symbol according to you since you were a child. Yeah, I'm a good liar sometimes. I see. Just not right now. So, what changed? What do you mean, what changed? Where did he find this symbol? Push myself up from stand up and walk over. He said he'd been like this for weeks. What happened then? What started it off? I don't know. He found something weird in the desert, or it found him. I'm not actually sure. But he started nurturing it? 
But to do that, he needed people. What is it? I, I don't know. I've been fortunate enough not to see it. What? Just get a bit of the it... snake closer to his face and just, it will slowly just sort of bear its fangs. No, no, no. I swear I'm telling you the truth. I don't know what it is. What's the link with the snakes? I, it must be part of what he's doing. What made him change? It was just Every when he found that thing. Because everybody said that they were never that bad. Where did he find it? Where did it come from? I don't know that. Mm. I'm a lot lower down the totem pole than you think. So, um, I mean, this is probably the entrance to the canyon, right? Uh, but I saw on your map that there's another entrance. Uh, is that a sneaky entrance or what is that? Uh, I don't know if that's a sneaky entrance, but it'll take you another day or two to get to. Yeah. Is the, that leading into some back way through the camp or? Mm, not directly. There's no real direct path into there. You could go through this entrance and hope you find it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So do all new recruits get this brand now? I think everyone in his group has it. Hmm. I see. How many in this group? Including Jack, there's got to be about seven of them. I see, I see. Mr. Mordecai, when we were saying about the, the dreams that we were all seeming to be having, did you see those too? I did once upon a time, but I ain't seen those dreams in a long while. How did so you, you know stop that them? that symbol is part of it? Yeah, I kind of figured as much. With the... The shooting stars fall into the ground and becoming snakes? Yeah, on bad nights. Yeah, that's... And now this girl, this this could even be that poor missing girl, somehow morphed into some kind of snake person? I sure hope not. That is not what I set out to do. I just wanted to protect my family. Well, I can understand that, but sometimes it's better... For all of you to move. But then if you don't know how bad the bad thing is, that can be a difficult call to me. When Jack sets his mind to something, moving ain't so simple. Hmm. I'm gonna, like, get up from digging holes. <laughs> <laughs> like, just sort of try and keep away from all. I was gonna, look, I get it, it's pretty bad. But, like, just, which way is Galante, like... I don't know about you guys, but I don't really want to have no running with the snake girl that did all this. It's just south. If you take my notebook, there's a map. There's nothing to fear from my devil. I mean, I'm looking around it's and I'm seeing quite you. a few things to fear. It's <laughs> testing you. Whilst I agree with you, Longhorn Jim, but I think now is a time to stick together. There's a lot more safety in numbers. Yeah. The question I is... Think what do we do with Mr. Mordecai? I mean, y'all's right that I don't really want to be encountering anything on my own right now. Does Mr. Mordecai go home? Does he come with us? Or Can does he, he go into the ground with the bodies? Can he lead us to life in Jack's current base? And will he? Well, I, d I don't see as I've rightly got much of a choice. And oh, there's always I don't like choice. how things have come out and I, I don't like how Jack has changed so yes I could help you you guys wanna, just twistier than a corkscrew one to go after this thing <laughs> I want to check if he's lying when he says he's going to help us sure with psychology yep yeah that's a pass uh, he is being completely sincere in wanting to help 
Mm. Hey guys, I think he's really sincere about helping us out. So I think we should <laughs> like let him lead us. Um, well, yeah. And mm -hmm. um, so uh, Mordecai, which entrance is the smartest one to take, the west or the south one? This one that we're sitting outside of right now will take us there pretty quick. Okay. I'm going to slowly put my snake back in my pocket. And just be <laughs> like, well, just remember, if you betray us, the Lord will strike you down. Well, I figured he'd be striking me down either way, sir. So I'd rather yeah. go down helping y'all than helping Jack. Uh, Mr. Boldman. Yes, sir. D do you keep that in there all the time? I keep him close to my heart. I mean, y'all must have some pretty big pockets in there. <laughs> oh, I've just got a few old... He sort of holds his jacket open and just taps the pocket, and the pocket seems empty. And he goes, there's nothing there. And then you subtly you see the snake going through the lining around the back of him, but the pocket itself doesn't move, and he's like, there's nothing there. How y'all do that? Car <laughs> belief, son. Mr. Bradford, don't worry about it. I think we've got much larger issues at the moment. I mean, I agree, but it's easier to worry about how that guy's keeping that snake in his pocket than it is to worry about the thing that just tore that guy's leg off. Well, yeah, well, there's, there's a lot of guys who can't keep the snakes in the pocket, but <laughs> I don't think it's one of them. Could some, could some one of you fine gentlemen go back and see if there was any weapons dropped through any more guns or shooters back there? We're going to need to be as well-armed as possible going into this. Yeah, probably. And... Why don't we all go have a look? I'm a level with oh. you. I, I don't relish the idea of, like, digging through all that pile. I, I'll, I'll just get back to my hole. <laughs> would, I'll get back to it. I, I was yeah, starting to look through it, but I who they were anyway, so I can always look at things yeah, at the same time. I think the good doctor is a good option for finding some weapons as well, since he's seen this gruesome stuff before and Mr. Um, Mordecai, do you have any more shooters on you? Or just that six shooter you showed us earlier? No, just the 12 gauge. Just the shotgun that's on the saddle. I see. Well? It's a mighty nice shotgun, but the Lord doesn't need weapons for me. So if anybody oh. else wishes to take it, I'm sure it would be welcome and it would do the Lord's work. I already got my shotgun and my revolver, so I'm fine. But um, do the... Uh, I'm afraid my small revolver won't take people out from much of a distance, but I know what I'm doing with it. I'm not sure I'd be able to handle that shotgun. I'm not much of a shot myself, but I can probably handle a shotgun better than anything else. Yeah. You yeah, go ahead and fetch that. Doctor. Yeah. I'm going to take it. Unfortunately, there weren't pieces really big enough to hold a weapon anymore, aside from what was on the now stabilized deputy fair enough any fair spare enough. ammunition um there are six shells for a revolver and two for a shotgun any sort of melee weapons or anything uh you could wield one of the arms <laughs> <laughs> yeah why don't you arm yourself <laughs> any oh. jewelry anything like that i might some um there are a couple of gold wedding bands on some of the hands um. Otherwise, no. It's pretty bare. Yeah, so we'll yeah. take them. That we'll way take those. Top. We'll hand Sorry. them to the spouses and bury the bodies here. And just drag the remnants once we sort of know there's nothing else of value on them. Just drag them into the hole. 
I'd like to go in and speak to the wounded deputy. Now, sir, I don't want you to worry, but we're going to be gone for a little time. But before we go, we will come back for you, and we will get you back to Green River, okay? I sure hope you do. Don't you worry. Here's he- some food, and try to get as, try to sleep as much as you can. It'll do you some good. He's very good at that as he passes out almost immediately. <laughs> at this point, I'll just sort of subtly bump my head next to him and go, Did he tell you the names of these men that we're burying? I'd, I'd feel a bit wrong just giving a generic last rats to three bodies when I don't know a name. He said one of them was called Matthew, because that was the one that was eaten by a snake. Well, oh, I think that'll be the least of him here. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we should... Perhaps a dedication to the posse might be that they were in, in search of... They were doing the cause of justice and bringing wrongdoers to the law. It'll be close enough, I guess. Yeah. We <coughs> just slowly make a um, cross out of some nearby shrubbery. Yeah. Maybe it's time to get moving, gang, and get these uh, bad people and snakes sorted. I guess so. Hopefully. As we refill <laughs> the hole in and put a wee small cross. It was a pretty easy thing to bury because the parts were relatively small. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Cassidy takes the lead in front of you and he starts leading you through the canyon and you soon come across these what people have been calling goblins. They're just rocks made of sandstone that some are stacked on top of each other. Some of them have just formed that way. Um, they're some are smaller, less than knee height. Some are taller than you are. So it's an interesting valley to weave through. But you could see how people would get pretty easily lost since there are so many of them. And he leads you. Oh, he leads you as far as he can before he stops and turns and looks at you and says, "This is. I'm sorry, y'all. This is as far as I ever got close to that camp." That's fine. You can explore further by leading the way further. He meet him with a grin of just carry on. He kind of makes a guess when you come to a fork, and he hopes for the best. Oh, that was okay. And eventually, you come to what seems to be a dead end. And he just shrugs. There should be something here. So, what um, do you? What should be here? An entrance? A cave? Yeah, but I don't see nothing. I see. Can we spot hidden. Sure. <laughs> pass oh, might as well pass alright so the rock wall in front of you seems a little flimsy it doesn't look quite as sturdy as the rock around it hmm Mr. Jim can you push that wall over there see if it moves I mean I guess I could try I ain't never heard nothing about no no moving walls, but equally I ain't never heard nothing by no sneakers before, so what do we know? The world's for new experience, Jim, as long as you do it in respect to the Lord. Yeah, whatever you say. Are you gonna um, strength what would check? I be ro- are I you gonna push really might- hard, or are you gonna, like, poke at it? I'm gonna push really hard, because strength is a decent stat for me. Okay. <laughs> I got, like, zero, so ten, I guess. Was it zero 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 or a ten? Yeah, triple zeros. Oh, that was a one hundred. Oh, oh, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> you push with 
all of your might. You really brace yourself and you go to push and you like throw yourself against this. Um, It turns out that it's a sheet. You go straight through it and you tumble down a very long hallway, making an ungodly amount of noise. Wow, that's 60 pound on these dice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least that answers one question. Yeah. yeah, it does. And it loses us every single bit of surprise that we might have had. It does that as well. The yes. devil knew we were coming. We don't need surprise when you believe. Well, let's go down and see how he's faring down there. <laughs> Does he stop making noises yet? <laughs> yeah, he's rolled to a quiet stop. He's almost to the mouth on the other side of this tunnel. And right in front of it, not blocking it, but there's like a little path that's right outside and then immediately across from that path is a gigantic boulder that blocks your view of everything else that's beyond, but it also blocks anyone else's view of you. Whew. Close one. Turns out it weren't real here. rock. I hope I, I hope <laughs> I hope that big boulder is soundproof. <laughs> um do you wanna roll everyone can roll listen for me. Hey, guess what? I failed that too. <laughs> 69, dude. Yeah, passed. Crit success. We got a one. Roll the d6 and add to your current listen. Nope. All right. So those that passed, um, you hear some chanting in a hissing tongue that you don't understand. And you also hear a very deep set rattle sound that feels like sandpaper on the inside of your skull. Ooh. The devil is hey guys, here. It sounds like Our a gas leak in here. Come. Okay, so I don't have, I'm not good with languages, but that don't sound like any language I've ever heard before. And by the sound, that's a mighty huge snake that's in there. This, yeah. this is not going to be easy to deal with. Maybe um, see if there's anything in this. I I mean, we're sort of in some room now, or is it just a corridor with a big boulder? Um, you're still in the corridor. You're not in the room proper. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, we're I gonna just have to take the gem off the floor. Gonna have to do something <laughs> about that boulder if we're gonna get into that room. The boulder is not blocking the door so much as it is kind of providing a cover. Okay. Cool. As I pick Jim up, I go. You might want to calm it down on the cursing, Jim. Um, I, I ain't no cursing. My mom never told, always told me never to curse. <laughs> um, oh, your mama did well. Martin is going to try to sneak in real stealthily without being spotted. So okay. Someone's in the room. Yeah, that's a pass. Nice. Okay, so you stealth up to the boulder and you sneak around without anyone spotting you. And in the middle of the room looms a massive rattlesnake with dozens of snakeskin tentacles wrapped around the surrounding goblins and stalactites, slithering up the canyon walls. Some of them are detached from her yet still move freely. Some of them rattle, which was making that sandpaper sound that was in your skull. The few tentacles closest to its mouth are feeding it body parts from what remains of a corpse near its base. It tastes the air with a forked tongue longer than you are tall, a motion that flicks against your very soul. And now you get to do 2d10 plus 2 sanity loss. Oh, let's see. 
Uh, uh, plus two, you said? Yes. Oh, that could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, it it's, it's enough that you... Um, hang on, let me double check my notes here. It's enough that you start thinking that you see leprechauns dancing <laughs> around the flames in the side of the room, which sends you further into uh, feeling like you have to run. Now you're just being mean. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> like, let's see, what's his fear? Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, I, do I lose eleven sanity? <clears throat> yes, you lose eleven sanity in one go. You're seeing leprechauns and you're freaking out. Oh, is that your phobia? Oh, when I mentioned yes. leprechauns before, I didn't know that. Small, small green men with pots of gold, yeah. <laughs> Could you... Um, are you staying in there or are you coming back into the corridor? Well, I'm seeing how... Just reach out, grab him and pull him back. Yes. Yeah, One of the leprechauns nearest to you sees you and starts hopping your way with the gold. Oh, yeah. Um, I, which from, from which direction is it coming? Um, it's coming from the center of the room directly towards you. Yeah, I'm just panicking back in behind the boulder just hoping nobody will see me be- or can i stealth back as well uh no because you're panicking yeah so i'm just rushing in behind the boulder like you're being very stif- nice stifling a scream. scream stifling a scream as as he comes back into the corridor i'm going to put my hand on his arm and be like what did you see what was it <sighs> there's a big fucking snake in there big rattlesnake <laughs> Eating fucking, fucking limbs and stuff like that. And there's, there's, there's leprechauns. Leprechauns. Did okay. Which side of the which side of it is the snake on? Uh, she's standing in the center. Or I don't know why I said she. Nice but uh, front, yeah. the devil has arrived. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take him by both hands and just say, breathe deeply. Calm down. And is there any way I can try and help him reduce the insanity or or anything? You could do a psychology check, but it's going to be a hard psychology check. So the half number. That's 30 is my half number. And I got 45. But I think I'm going to use 15 luck points to try and calm him down so that we're safer. Okay. So you managed to get him to stop hyperventilating so loud. (sighs) <sighs> there, there, there. Just deep breaths. It's, it's okay. I feel oh. in character I would be walking towards the snake. Like, take my like crucifix openly. out and snake in the other hand and just walk <laughs> towards it and say, basically have a, the devil, this is my time. Is anyone going to stop him? I mean, well, it'll be fine. Maybe you can disappear it away in that big cold of his. I'm going to let him go first because he can distract the snake and then I'll follow him afterwards with a gun. I'm going to say to everyone, I must admit, I had my thoughts that his affinity with snakes might mean that he was on their side rather than ours and was part of the trap to draw us in. He is on nobody's side apart from his own religious convictions. Yeah. But I agree. Alex is right. Yeah, let him go in first. attention. We try and kill that thing. Yeah. Because, frankly, at this point, I don't think any of us can run fast enough to get away. No. Let's uh, go in with guns blazing. 
Man, I didn't leave today expecting I was going to die. <laughs> well, you can go down fighting, or you can go down running away from a giant fucking snake. I'm, I'm going to level just... with you. <laughs> I would have rather not... At all. Yeah, I'd rather not come here in the first place. Well, I'm sorry, but you're here now, so you better make the best of it. Yeah. We do seem rather committed, even if that is unfortunate. Yeah, there's probably some hidden way we could actually kill this one easier, but seems it's the room inside we're going to. Too late. It's, <laughs> it's the big fucking snake in it, so... Your it priest is like, already walking out there, so... Yeah. I'm afraid the, the preacher has kind of forced our hand here. Yeah, so um, let's go out there and, and do the best of it. Okay. Where is Cassidy at this point? Um, he is behind the boulder. He has also seen the snake, and he seems petrified. Fair. As long as he's being quiet, I think the doctor will just get... I think it probably best just to leave him there. Well, maybe grab his gun if he's not going to help shoot. Yeah, he took his gun oh, yeah, I thought you were The creature already yeah. has... Uh, oh, he just oh, has his has rifle? Gun. Okay, yeah. I thought he had a, a, a pistol as well. But... No, just just the shotgun, I think. Yep. Okay. All right. So anyone who it comes out and looks at this snake entity, you also lose two d ten plus two sanity because this is definitely not natural. I lost. Can I? Can I not get to do a faith check or something for that first? Because if I'm fully aware that this is the devil in my mind. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Um, just the one d ten then, because it's still a devil. Hell yes, seventeen. Yes. I want this. <laughs> Ouch. One. <laughs> ah, damn it, come on. Well, you're the preacher, so that makes sense. Okay, so 17, you turn around and run, and you don't look back, and you aren't looking at anything. You just run back for the entrance. 15, you are running right beside her. Doctor, not 13. 13, you're cutting it close, and you hesitate by the boulder as you step out from behind it. Okay. That's the hay right. As okay, so none of us get to fire. Yes, it's only two of you running. Okay, it's two of us that are left. Yeah, we're, I right. think we're three. Three of us are left. So, yeah. so the three I'm just a bit further back. Four, four either. Even. Those of you that have not gone running, you see a man dressed mostly in black, surrounded by the other crew. He's standing in the middle of them, and they're all chanting. They're the source of the hissing chanting. Is the man dressed in black, Laughing Jack? He, he is indeed, which you know, because you know Jack quite well. Um, he, he stands with his arms up in the air, facing this snake. says, come forth, daughter of Idra, daughter of Yig, Ayig, goddess of between his eyes, please. Um, well, you may try. for me in the back of his head will do. Yeah, you may try. Whatever your firearm, which one are you shooting? I've got a pistol. Okay. What, is the di- what is the distance to him? It's pistol distance. Okay. He's not like 100 feet away. And my firearms for handgun is 60. All right. Um, what's your damage on that? 1d10. Okay. Okay, so you clip him in the shoulder. It's hard enough that it spins him around and interrupts what he was shouting about. And he is... He's not quite incapacitated, but he's not getting up immediately. I, think, I assume at this point I'm just standing in the m- middle of the room holding a crucifix in one hand, pointing at the snake, screaming <laughs> devil. <laughs> yes, you are. She's not happy about this. 
Okay, so uh, do Alex only have one attack with a pistol, or does she have? Does he have two? Two. So you can fire again. Are you firing at him again? Or are you firing at? I'm else? firing at him again. Okay. It's personal. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Well, that is pretty close to enough. He's down to one hit point now. Um, you wing him again. This time, it's much closer to his heart and he's gurgling and kind of choking on his own blood. I think taking kind from Alex, the doctor's going to fire his again, but his view, he just can't take his eyes off the snake thing, so he's going to shoot the, snake, the big giant snake. Okay. And that's a crit fail. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so um, your gun jams. Um, luckily you don't wind up blasting your own foot or your face off. Um, you just can't use it. And until you unjam it, it's pretty much useless. For this group, we've got a, 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 a habit of shooting party members in the back of the head. <laughs> I thought that was going to happen there for a minute. <laughs> I'm very glad it didn't. Uh, does, the, does anything happen with the snake when uh, Jack goes down? She is enraged. She seems a little diminished. Um, but the other goblin gang crew are still chanting. Okay. And she's about to start throwing boulders your way. She's starting to break pieces of rock off the walls around her. All right. Uh, so I believe, Martin, you have a turn, and I think Isaac has a turn, and then it's going to be her turn. Yeah, I'm just going to go with a shotgun to the snake's face then. Okay. Pachinga! Thank you. That's not a noise of shotgun. <laughs> oh, I thought it was. Points start coming at the end of it, yeah. Uh, well, um, so regular is 25, so if I use luck, two luck points there, I can go down to a hit, I take it? Sure. For 27? Yeah, yeah, that works. Uh, let's see, I'm just going to go there. And it's 2d6 damage. All right, so you hit one of her tentacles. It's not one of the big ones, but it's a little one. And she shrieks pretty angrily at you as you do this. Yeah, shriek all you want. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Isaac, it's your turn. Um, basically, I'm just sort of standing there screaming like I cast the out devil. Um, uh, okay. I don't really know um, what else to do for him because he doesn't have any weapons and he doesn't really have anything else. I'm just wondering what else I could do. Do a power check. Okay. Pass. Oh, you barely squeaked by on that one. Yep. <laughs> it is just enough that any of the um, tentacles that are kind of near you start recoiling away and trying to retreat and kind of protect the bulk of her. Okay. And now everyone needs to roll a dodge. What's dodge again? Uh, half decks. I'm assuming that's not including the two that ran away. No, you guys are panting as you. I missed by one, the... so I'm going to use a luck to dodge. I missed by a lot. Yeah, you can. Um, I missed by a lot as well. The two who are running, you are almost at the entrance again, and you're starting to kind of regain your sanity, but I don't know if it's enough that you'd be able to get back to where you were. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to go back either way. <laughs> okay, so Isaac, you successfully dodged that? Yep. The rest of you did not, so... My faith is my shield! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, so, Alex, a rock hits you in the arm, and you take two damage. 
Um, okay, Martin, there's some debris that hits you and it doesn't tickle, but it only does one HP damage. Oh, damn. I'm not going to kill any of you at this rate. Um, <laughs> I've given you all the chances as well. I know. That's the worst part. Um, doctor, you are hit in the shins by a flying rock and it doesn't feel good and you're probably going to be limping for a bit because you're old and brittle so you only take one HP of damage. Is it our turn now? (laughs) Yes, and the cultists have noticed you now so they're going to get a turn after yours. (laughs) Pretty slow on the uptake. Yeah. (laughs) And we're preoccupied. (laughs) So I guess it's uh, Alex again? Does it go in order or does it go anyone? Uh, Alex can go. Jim, if you need to bounce, it's okay. That's yeah. always tippity-typing. <laughs> seems to be hiding out there. Seems like a good point. You and Legs yeah. have taken off into the night, and you've headed back towards Green River as fast as you humanly can. Come on, Legs. Yeah. He's getting out of here. Riding down in the sunset. <laughs> His character are complete. Lucky Luke and Jolly Jumper. Yeah. I can Thank just imagine you, you running past the one-legged man, just like, no! <laughs> Not my problem, bye. Oh, yep. <laughs> I need to get to yeah, I need to get to wherever it was. <laughs> Could it be a rancher bye. Yeah. Take care, bro. Good luck not getting yeah. killed by a giant snake, guys. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> no problem. I'm As I high ho silver it away. Have fun. Okay. I'm going to try and polish off Laughing Jack to make sure he's really dead. <laughs> Extra dead. Okay. I'm gonna spend three luck points. Okay. Every time you guys spend luck, it just tempts me to use it as a roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, his head explodes like a watermelon. Nice. <laughs> well, it's gonna be hard to claim a bounty without this head. I don't care. Nah, Good me nice. neither. <laughs> Can That's the for dog. two years of annoyance. And I'm going to shoot one of the other cultists with my other Okay. Ooh. Uh, you wing him in the leg and he collapses, but he's mostly just cursing. Is the doctor's shotgun broken from that, or did it just mean that nothing happened that last round with that critical um, fail? If you can pass a firearms check, you can unjam it. Probably not, but he'll give it a go. No. Just an ordinary All right, it's fail. Still jammed, unfortunately. Um, I think he's just going to back out whilst he's doing that a little bit out of line of sight. Just not like running away, but just to get a bit more cover. Okay. Is it Martin's turn? Yeah, it's Martin's turn. Yeah, I'm going to still go with my shotgun. No. Oh. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Okay. Um. What was your damage? Uh, 2d6? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. So, unfortunately, you're shot rather than your gun malfunctioning. You shoot the priest. He takes five damage. You've just blasted him in the back with a bunch of... Did you shoot him with your rifle? Yeah. Yeah. Five damage. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel I might have foreshadowed this a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you know what it feels like. You keep making us shoot up our friends in the back. It's I'm, your turn now. I'm fine with it. I've got a character idea yeah. what to do with it. So yeah, it's me now anyway, isn't it? Yeah. As I You've get sort of shot. shot in the back, I sort of lurch forward and basically 
get within effectively melee range of the snake. Okay. Um, and basically, I'm just going to just release my own snake onto it and see what it does. <laughs> You're just going to whip that snake with another snake? <laughs> yep. Okay. Okay. Right in the neck. Um, okay, what do I want you to It'd be Are a we fighting going to brawl? Like mating frenzy or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought about using charm and seeing if I could do charm on the snake, but actually I might do that instead. Uh, yeah, you know what? When I'm in melee range, I'll pull out my silver uh, sort of pocket watch and I'll try and charm the snake. Alright. Um, it's going to be at a disadvantage because you just got shot in the back. Yeah, that's fine. Disadvantage is rolling twice, isn't it? Correct. And then taking whatever the bigger number is. I would pass my charm. I think if I'm reading that right, I'm probably reading it wrong. It's me. Uh, no, that's, I would fail my charm, actually. Second one, slightly higher, which would be above by 21. Fuck it, luck right. it. No, you can't luck on a disadvantage roll. Oh. Unfortunately. All right, oh. so you try, but you're mostly just bleeding everywhere. Yep. Oh, well. And... <laughs> Now you've got a snake hurling boulders, and you've got cultists shooting at you, so everyone roll a dodge. Nope. <sighs> no dodge. Uh, no. I could spend 30, 30 luck to dodge it. Seems a bit of an overkill. <laughs> I'd spend 49 luck to dodge it. I haven't got that much. Uh, you know what? Because I want to keep my life for one more turn, I'll spend the luck to, keep, to dodge it. Okay, so who all is not passing their dodge here. Martin. Alex isn't. Okay. So the doctor's like, no, I'm not gonna get hit by rocks anymore, thank you. And he ducks behind the boulder. Yep. Oh, shit. Martin. Um, a very sizable uh, stalactite comes flying your way, and it pins you to the ground, and it's crushing you, dealing eight damage. Um, Alex, you said you weren't using luck for that, correct? Yeah, I'm getting hit. Okay, so similarly, another boulder comes flying, and you manage to dodge that one, but not the cultist who shoots you in the chest for seven. Ouch. <laughs> and the snake is becoming a lot more frenzied now. She's getting a little bit more desperate, and she's trying to shrink back as far as she can into a cave and as quickly as she possibly can away from you. But it's not going well for her. Can I hear that the fighting sounds different behind me? You can hear a lot of uh, rocks shattering and breaking. You can hear a lot of gunfire and a lot of hissing. So whatever was happening has really amped up. Okay. Well, if there's still guns firing, at least some of them are probably alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I look out and then look back towards the corridor and it's just like, <sighs> fine, and walk back along, run back <coughs> along and to behind the rock and try to look around without looking at the snake. What has he been doing all this time, actually? Um, He is taken off. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so I'm going to try and look around without looking directly at the snake and then running off in fear again. <laughs> okay. Well, you've seen her once, so it's it's oh, I don't want to say it's okay because none of this is okay, but it, um, the shock wait. is not quite as there. Um, so you see that two of your friends are, well, three really. Two are actively down for the count. One is bleeding profusely from his back, 
Um, one is pinned under a boulder, and one has a, a lovely sucking chest wound. Fantastic. And uh, the doctor is behind the stone, or the behind the boulder with you, and his gun is just jammed. Good to see you back. I, I don't think it's going very well. You're still alive. That's going pretty well. Well, that is definitely sure. Uh, Are the others down? They were all still alive the last I checked when I ducked back here, but my gun is jammed, so I'm not being much help at this moment. And then uh, grab one of their guns. Yeah, Martin is going to shout at uh, the doctor and just like, Hey, grab my rifle and use it instead. I have a pistol as well. I can shoot probably something with. Come on. Yep, that's fine. He'll do that. There we go. Oh, uh, Martin, aren't you trapped? Yes, I am. He's pinned okay. to the ground, but his yeah. gun might not be. Okay, cool. Um, Alex, how much health did you have originally? Uh, 12 originally. I've got three left now. Okay, so you're not quite debilitated, but you're going to be shooting from the ground. And there are cultists who are approaching you. There's two of them. I'm going to have to try and shoot one before it gets to me. Can I spend two luck to get that down to 60? Mm-hmm. I shall do that. All right, so it's the one that you'd shot in the leg before who was not wild about that, but or he was the one that somebody had shot in the leg before for two. And you hit him in the other leg, so now he's not going anywhere because you've debilitated him. But you still have one more coming. My second shot will be at the other one. You know what? I'm going to spend 15 luck on that one these guys are going to kill me otherwise. Oh, okay. That's a, a nice headshot there. They go down immediately. So you are bleeding to lose one AP, and you're rapidly approaching the point where um, you're going to be incapacitated. Is this something if the doctor peeks around, he'll be able to see quite clearly? Yes. It's a fairly open room once you get beyond the boulder. Although he'll, he'll take the, the rifle from um, Martin, I think um, he'll see that he's not much good with the gun and he'll move forward and try and medicine um, Alex. Okay, uh, dexterity to get over there quick. That is eight. I've got dexterity of 60. Wow. All right, so you mosey on over. You skirt around the dead or at least incapacitated cultists who are cursing at you and just really hurt and you get to her so you could do a first aid to stabilize or a medicine uh, I think I'll do a medicine just because it's slightly higher but uh, I rolled a 49 against 70 okay so she's at least not bleeding anymore I feel I'm more of assistance to try and keep you uh, gunslingers up in the fight appreciate it doc that is what I'm here for all right, um, Martin, you're pinned. Yep. All right. Um, what are you doing, Isaac? Um, is can it since the snake's trying to retreat anyway? Is there any way I can use animal handling to try and like sort of satiate it, or to sort of like basically like, not not sort of neutralize it, but kind of make it so it stops attacking and calms down? Mm. Or would that still be charm? No, because she's enraged and now she's enraged now. Mm. Yeah. She's not happy that you've done a murder. Hmm. What could I use instead then? Well, then I'll just take my own snake out and basically use that as a weapon. This is the only thing I have. 
Alright, uh, fighting brawl. Uh, fighting brawl. One six off, so I'll use luck to get that. Alright, so you whip your snake. <laughs> I'm gonna regret <laughs> saying the sentence. Um... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Alright, so you throw the snake at kind of the core of this giant rattlesnake thing, and in the center of it, you can see what might have been a little girl at the core. She was probably there the whole time, but just buried deep beneath all of these uh, snake bodies. Mm-hmm. And it hits her. It hits her in the face. So the snake doesn't really react, but the little girl inside does. She starts shrieking as she's been envenomated. And the snake starts actively shriveling and recoiling at this point. It's starting to collapse. There are tentacles, the ones that were detached, begin to uh, shrivel up and become husks, and they fall from the ceiling. And now you guys get to roll dodge again, whoever can. I guess I'm pinned, so I can't, but... Uh, I'm four off, so I'm just going to use four to dodge again. I I can't remember if I've moved out from behind the boulder again or not. You haven't. I tried to roll out of the way, but I managed to. You haven't yet, because you met the doctor there. The doctor ran out. Yes. So you yeah. Yes. Yeah. Alright, so Isaac, you managed to dodge? Yep. Okay, so you dodge some of these falling, dried up husks, but Alex and the doctor both managed not to because they were he was too busy trying to heal her and she was hurt. So Oh no. Okay, so the doctor, because your body was almost shielding her, you take six damage. Ouch. And then Alex, from the weight of him falling on top of your already bleeding wounds, it's two damage. And I don't know if that kills you or not. Takes me down to zero. Oh. Uh, I'm two of nine. Yeah, so... At least I outlasted Jackie Boy. (laughs) You did. You outlasted him. And And that is his first last words. It starts to go black for you, and you fade out, very satisfied in the knowledge that at least he got his before you did. And the snake continues to shrivel up as the little girl shrieks, and soon the entire shell around the little girl that was this gigantic snake flakes off and there's a stiff breeze that whips through the canyon and takes some of those pieces far, far off in the distance, leaving you with an envenomated little girl laying in the middle of all of this destruction. The cultists that were remaining, I think there were still three of them, they took off and you're left not super successful given how many, how much loss you've had and you are now also bleeding in the middle of the canyon, in the middle of nowhere. But you finally feel like you're not being attacked, and you're going to have to deal with this, to deal with the at least medical fallout in order to leave. Mm. Okay. Um, I suppose strength the, the to dog. get the boulder off of Martin. Uh, I've not got the best strength. I Neither don't do think I. any of us do. Well, but we can try. Yeah, can. We can, but we try, try and roll get... high and we okay. roll it on top of them. That would be appreciated. Thank you. <laughs> Not passed it. Yay. I actually passed as well, like 53 out of 55. 31 yes. out of 45. Excellent. All right, you guys managed to roll it off of him with your combined strengths. 
can I then move in and try and medicine him to stabilize him a bit? Yes. That is a 70 out of 70. Wow, right on the nose. All right, so there's not much you can really do aside from bind his ribs so that maybe um, there's going to be internal bleeding that you don't have the facilities to deal with right now. But he's at least stable. Super. Phew. And the little girl starts crying. Where am I? I walk over to the little girl. I'm like, hello. Crouch down beside her. Hello. Did, did you live in the reservation with your little sister? Yes. Where am I now? It's okay. We're I want my car- mom. I know, sweetie. We'll get you back to her. Don't worry. I'm just gonna crouch and pick up my snake. Okay, your snake is. Your, yeah, your snake is a little bruised, but there aren't any abrasions or anything. Good, good. But also, this girl is envenomated, so. Oh yeah. But- um, but you also know it's Copperhead, so she, she might be fine. It's not the worst bite that she could have gotten. Mm-hmm. Not the best, but. Is there any ways for us to heal a copper bite venom right now? Mm-hmm. You could first aid it. I could first aid it. Yeah. Yep. What is it? Pass even if it was a hard pass. All right. So you know your way around. So you're able to at least keep it from killing her. Yay. <laughs> So um, well, maybe we good. should try to head back then to um, to town, guys. Um, should we not check the bodies and everything? See if anything, well, any we sign of the devil is here, or should we just incinerate it all? I think I don't uh, think there's anything from here that no. should be allowed to still exist. Then let us burn it all. Where where is Jim when we need him? Where is Jim? <laughs> I suspect he's back at Green River by now. Oh, God he damn it, Jim. Uh, that yellow bastard. He was out of his death. Not so much yellow as very green. Ah. He'll be now known as Yellow Jim. Yes. Who <laughs> <laughs> bravely run away. Yes. I pick the girl up and start to take her out of, like, back through the corridor. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Can I move at all, or do I need to be like lifted up? Uh, you need some help to get up, but you can hobble on your own. Yeah, doctor, please. Yeah, you'll you'll put your arm around his neck and help you along as well. Thanks. I just just say to Isaac, we'll wait for you with the injured sheriff's deputy. Yeah, no problem. I'll just. Well, I don't know what I can use to set fire to it. I don't have anything that can set fire to it, but... They have some torches around that they were using to carry. So yeah, just cover everything in oil and very safely retreat as I set it on fire. Okay, so you managed to do that, and you're the last one out with the fire and the smoke billowing in the canyon behind you. You guys make back for Green River. And it is a couple of days journey, but it's fairly straightforward, especially since you have Cassidy's notebook in his knapsack um, he's nowhere to be seen you don't know if he's still in the canyon if he went anywhere else his horse is still outside and as time goes on you get your you get the girl returned to her parents you collect a bounty on jack because they figure without jack there wouldn't you wouldn't have gotten the little girl so you all split that fairly evenly your wounds heal in time it does take a bit and eventually 
those of you that remain, settle down in Escalante as you had intended, assured in in the knowledge that there's one less gang roaming about summoning eldritch goddesses. Nightmares plague you for months, though they eventually fade with time. You never again look at snakes the same way, though, a new fear that borders on mania every spring as they emerge from their winter slumber. Something in the way they look at you tells you they know, and they won't soon forgive. You saved the day! Yay! Yay. <laughs> I can feel your disappointment. No, I'm not disappointed. <laughs> I was prepared either way. As, as I said, I gave you every opportunity to kill me. <laughs> well, I tried. Not for lack of trying. I know. Is it <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this anniversary special as much as we enjoyed making it. If anyone deserves extra gratitude, it's the Penance RPG team. Without them, and the fantastically fun Halloween special they put together in 2018, we wouldn't have been inspired to do this project. Please show them some love by heading to their channel on your favorite podcatcher, follow them on Twitter, leave them a review, any little bit to help us say thanks.